everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, lit, lit Gaming, gaming arena. arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus. I am joined by Justin, the producer. Hey! And, and Frost? The, yeah, Frost this week? No, Frost, no. Yes, no. All right, no Frost this week. Uh, let's get to it! <laughs> Welcome to the one-year anniversary of the Lake Gaming Arena podcast. And one year means my voice completely changes into a different voice. <laughs> has it already been a year? It has. All right, you know what we got to do. We got to celebrate with some game fuel. Yeah! Ah, nothing hits the spot like a one-year celebration with the game fuel. And this is aged. He's <laughs> dry aged, actually. This is, this is aged game fuel. <laughs> yep, it's been sitting in my fridge for approximately three weeks. Mine tastes salty, but that's the french fries. <laughs> I don't think salt would be bad with that. It's really not. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, almost, I, I wonder if you could dip a french fry in it like you would if with you a could frosty. Drink, if you could drink game fuel with a salted rim, I would recommend it. <laughs> I low-key want to try that now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, one year into the podcast. That's uh, mind-blowing. What's what's what, what would you say is the best the best moment of the last year of the podcast? Oh, you know, all the sleeplessless nights, the, uh, the fatigue, the going to work, feeling like a giant <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, that's the best. That's the highlight. <laughs> You're talking to me. I'm the I'm the one that wakes up at four in the morning next morning after being here. Yeah, that's recording. <laughs> I mean, you and me both. We we're suffering. You, you know, you it's suffer not for your art. Yeah, it's not it's not art unless you suffer for it, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, it's been an awesome year, and we've been just this constantly growing, especially on the social media, everything except for Instagram. <laughs> but. Um, Instagram is Instagram, and I think it's dying ever since they kind of started doing that whole, like, hiding hiding the likes thing. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people leaving there and just kind of staying on Twitter. Um, so, like I, like I mentioned, with our social media, you can find us on all of those, but mostly Twitter, uh, at the Gaming Arena. And also our website got a little bit, uh, uh, just a, a tiny taste of an overhaul. Uh, we now have the new domain lga.gg. Um, obviously, we still have lakeamyarena.com, but if you don't want to type all that shit, you could just type lga.gg, and it brings you right to the website. It's pretty cool, and uh, you can of course go there. You can see I'm uh, actually starting to post all of our episodes there again. It's been a little bit of a quiet place. But uh, so from now on, all of our episodes will be posted there primarily. And of course, if you have whatever pod chaser you use, iTunes, Google, Spotify, or any app that you choose to listen to podcasts with, we are, of course, still there. Um, but whatever I link to our episodes, it will be from the website. So um, there will be more stuff going into the website in the future. So definitely stay tuned because season two is a coming. And it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and you don't want to miss that. So you can, uh, 
also hang out with us on discord just go to chat.discord or chat just go to chat.litgamingarena.com that one still has the longer url but uh you can just go to lga.gg and click on discord and join that way that's also pretty easy and cool and fun um you know what else is cool and fun video games what 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 are you looking forward to anything marcus <laughs> i mean this this week is like real quiet i know it is um, like there's like no games coming out We're just, yeah like, it it's the year is winding down i mean you know, also um, like thanksgiving too so it's just kind of for for a lot of people you got downtime so you can actually play some stuff if you have time for that but I have a lot of TV I've been watching. Um, I still haven't got to Dragon Prince Season 3, like I said last week, that I was going to, but... Yeah, I saw I that pop up on my Netflix the other day. I was watching a lot of anime. Um, I what was it, What's that called? The Hikuyu, however you say it. He, the, the volleyball one? Hakyu? Hakyu. Haikyu. Haikyu? Yeah, I watched you both watched seasons that? of that. Oh, uh, did you... S- it's It's not gay. Frost, I thought you weren't on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so did, did you see that uh, Carol and Tuesday is getting up? Uh, part two's coming. Oh, on, nice. On, I didn't see that. On Christmas Eve. Oh, nice. Is it going to be just a Christmas special or is it an actual season two? It says part two. Oh, nice. I mean, nice. and season one is called part one. I haven't finished it yet. I'm still a few episodes from the end. I'm in but you're liking that? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Okay. Um, not quite as much as I like uh, Shinshiro Watanabe's other stuff, but it's still good. It, yeah, I don't think it's his best work by any means, but, but it's, still it, it's really good. pretty quality considering I feel a lot of newer anime is on the weaker side of like yeah. lacking uh, art and finesse, like you know, looking really tasteful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? What else are you looking forward to? You still um, just. Uh, well, they did announce that. Uh, didn't they give a release date for the new Evangelion, the the last movie? I didn't see a release date. I, yeah, I well, I know they. I know that sh- the the they act, announced the director is coming back to finish it, and I mean it'll obviously be a while. Basically, ah uh, oh, shit, here we go again. The, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Supposedly, I've heard, I I've seen contradictory statements, but Netflix, like the official Twitter, said that next week. Uh, season three of Castlevania launches. What? But they are denying that. So Weird. they're like, yeah, it's not done. Is like I saw like tweets from them, but everybody I was, if it was like rescheduling. <laughs> I, I bet it was like a scheduled tweet, and they forgot to like remove it when they. I don't know though, because this is like uh, I I feel like Castlevania has to be happening because it's been yeah. it's been a while since it's updated. But in addition to that, this is like how the release date for Witcher leaked, and then they deleted that tweet, and then they and then they, they said, no, no, Witcher's not due in December, and that is... <laughs> so both those, I guess, are due pretty soon, or theoretically, yeah. at least Witcher. To me, it just sounds like stuff it got delayed internally, and they forgot to uh, remove uh, scheduled tweets about it. Yeah, that's probably the case. But... And then, uh, then it came out, and they're like, oh, shit, <laughs> we forgot to delete... Which, if you're scheduling a massive amount of tweets, like, um, like I mean, on that subject of scheduling stuff, I've I I have since I have been posting all of our episodes on the episodes on the website, I've been going through and getting them posted. But if I do them all at once, then it just like floods everything. Like you'll see, like I mean, it's it's a lot of episodes that I missed. You'd be like thirty like thirty tweets in one yeah, day. Yeah, didn't you just post like episode sixteen? Yeah, like I think seventeen t- posted today. today. 
Um, but what I have it doing is I'm having it post an episode every day, uh, Monday through Friday until it's caught up. So instead of just being like 30 episodes dropping on the same day and flooding our discord with notifications and flooding Twitter with the tweets about it, I'm doing it once a day and just having it kind of slowly rolling out until we catch up. So when you look at the list on our website, like for my end, when I'm looking at all like the uh, on the back end and seeing all the scheduled stuff, it's just like a massive amount of like posts that are just like scheduled post, scheduled post, scheduled post. And it can get a little daunting to look at at times. So I imagine for something the size of Netflix and the amount of scheduling stuff they do on their social media, I'm sure that there is plenty of ways for things to slip through the cracks. I'm sure. But. Game-wise, I'm, I'm uh, still just cleaning out a lot of games that I bought during the year that I haven't had a chance to get to. Yeah, uh, which is a lot of them. So yeah, I don't. There's I don't. There's not really anything that I was looking forward to this week. There's still movies that I haven't seen. I haven't gotten the chance to go to. Um, like the Ford vs Ferrari. That looks like a really good movie. I want to see that. I've heard some mixed things about it. I'm looking forward to uh, Ford vs. Tesla. <laughs> it's a combination of this movie and that uh, uh, Tesla vs. Edison. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that'd be a good, that'd be a good movie. <laughs> that'd be a good movie. Um, Ford, Ford, and Tesla pit their electric cars against each other, <laughs> which Ford hasn't like announced anything quite yet. Like they have one, they're working on a Ford truck, but. That's uh, electric, but they haven't announced much else beyond the fact that they're doing it. <laughs> um, it's the Ford Siesta. Ford Siesta. Yeah, because you can take a nap while it drives for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Other than that, I don't think there's anything else that I was just like looking forward to. Um, just finishing up, finishing up some shows, um, playing more games, getting through. I really want to play Death Stranding, but I haven't quite gotten to the point where I can start playing it yet because gotta, I guess I'll just kind of roll into what I've been playing because I've still been playing The Outer Worlds. <laughs> I'm still working my way through. Um, I already forgot the name. Um, Monarch. Yeah, Monarch. I've been working my way through Monarch. Um, got what's her face as a companion, the drunk, drunk lady, Nariko. Um, but uh, it's really tough for me to choose who I want to be, like have my companions with me, because it feels like um, Ellie is that her name? Um, yeah, yeah, Ellie like, the Sawbones. Yeah, like I feel like Ellie is like like once you get Ellie as like a possible companion, it's like. It feels like as far as like story wise, it's almost like best to have her with you the whole time because like she knows the most amount of people. She she is awesome. She is probably my favorite. Yeah, I hear a lot of people really like Ellie. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm still enjoying it. That it's it's just taking me a really long time to get through it because I feel like I'm just I'm doing everything in that game. <laughs> it. I mean, that game can be. As fast or as slow as you want it yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, I could if I wanted to just mainline the story and just start doing all that stuff. But I'm I'm having a really good time doing all the side quests and stuff. And also, like the other part that hangs me up is like, uh, what 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 weapons do I want to spec up and and all that fun stuff. So um, <clears throat> I've been doing a lot of that. Um, also, I did play a game called um, Mario Remastered. <laughs> Mario Remastered. It's called Mario Remastered. What the hell and is it? It was this crazy weird thing I just randomly like fell onto on Twitter and some dude, some dude literally just 
he made like a massive like kind of like just a mountainous region outdoor terrain map in Unreal Engine and imported the Mario character into it. And you just run around. That's all you do is you just run around and jump and he just goes into the emptiness. And whenever you you can you can you can jam the space bar because it's a PC game, obviously. You just jam on the space bar and uh, he just goes, (laughs) Um, and he populated the map with uh, toads with exclamation points above their head. And you can just run around. And um, once you get near them, a text pops up and they say raunchy things like I fucked uh, or Waluigi fucked my wife. (laughs) Yep. Um, And also there is a Sonic in there. And if you walk up to them, there's like a thing saying, Give me or PayPal me 15 bucks and I'll send you this same game, but you can run around as Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is disappointing. It's very strange. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> no, it, it was really it was like a gigabyte too to download this thing. And uh, you you launch it. There's no menus or anything. If so, if you want to close it, you got to alt tab out of it to close the game and like right click on your taskbar to close it or control delete or whatever. Um, because there's no menu, there's no way to properly exit the game. Very strange stuff. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. Played, played those, watched some shows, uh, watched my son play some games. He started playing Marooners out of nowhere. Like, he just like it was on my list of games that were downloading. You just picked it because it had pirates on the front. <laughs> And uh, that's as good of a reason as any. And I don't know, like, if that game is all multiplayer, like, online or if it's all bots, but, like, he's actually, like, been winning matches while playing that. Huh. And I don't know if it's, like, by luck or what, but yeah, he's been winning. Like, at first, like, you didn't know what he was doing. He just kept, like, suiciding off cliffs and stuff and uh, throwing bombs at himself. But now he's, like, winning, like, pretty consistently on that game. Um, also, he started play. He, he launched downhill and was playing that, and then he. He figured it, he figured out what the bail button was. Like if you just if you're riding down the hill and you just press the bail button, your guy just goes flying. And then he just had a really good time uh, laughing, right, man- yeah, just maniacally laughing as like this guy explodes off of his bike, uh, which makes me think I should probably go find skate two and three, get that <laughs> out so he can uh, start practicing his uh, his skills in the hall of meat. <laughs> Cause that was probably the most fun I had in those games was seeing how high of a score you can get in on the in the Hall of Meat. <laughs> Hall of Meat, what a name! Yeah, that's I don't I I don't even know like where they even just came up with that because it's just to me it's like the funniest name ever, but also very descriptive like the Hall of Meat to whoever gets gets the most points for how badly they fuck up their body from falling off this skateboard and flying down a hill and smashing into the side of a building. <laughs> Which reminds me a lot of uh, Saints Row the Third. You, there's the insurance fraud, and you just like dive in front of cars and ragdoll <laughs> when they hit you. You rack up as much money as you can. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, it's been a slow week, video games wise, gearing up for the holiday, which is tomorrow. Um, as of this recording, I mean, it'll be over by the time this episode is out. But uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving. Um, since, uh, we'll be busy, I don't know if I'll be able to get much gaming in, um, on actual Thanksgiving day, but who knows? We'll see. What, uh, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of Death Stranding. Lots of Death Stranding. I'm still not very far. I, I think I've played almost 20 hours. Wow. Uh, but I'm, o- I'm only in, uh, 
I'm only in chapter three. Oh, um, and okay. this isn't me just like, not all of it's just me dicking around. Uh, I had some bad stuff happen to me. Um, so so yeah. at yeah. a certain point, I got a motorcycle and I thought that was cool, but yeah. it was all like, it was kind of broke when I found it, but I... <laughs> I built a generator to charge it, and I just got the ability to build generators, so I charged up this motorcycle. Nice. And then I drove back to uh, Central Knot and uh, picked up, like, some quests there, and then I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to drive everywhere, like, just bang out all these side quests because I got a, I got a motorcycle. This is going to be real quick, or it's a, it's a reverse tricycle is what it is. Okay. But I started just driving around everywhere, and, you know, I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, but then uh, the inevitable happens. I, I ran off a cliff that was too high. <laughs> my bike blows up. Oh, no. My goods get damaged. No. And I am like in the middle of nowhere. So I got I to gotta hike forever. And you got to deal with all these mules. I mean, there, there weren't mules where I was. It was just I was in such a bad location and far from stopping at any point. Oh, no. So just hiking. And after I had a taste of the motorcycle, it was like, man, everything's so forever. slow. But, yeah, that was very demoralizing. And the packages <laughs> I had for my main mission, uh, which maybe I shouldn't have been dicking around with those packages for so long. But... <laughs> Yeah, they were damaged to a point that, like, they couldn't really take many hits. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... So, you're like, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked if I take any damage here. Yeah, and there was a valley of BTs on the way to... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this, uh, like, port, um, and yeah, I, I got grabbed a couple times and died. Uh, well, I didn't die. My, my packages blew up. <laughs> So I had to reload. I mean, basically dying. Yeah, I had to reload. Dying. Um, and my load was pretty far back. But the worst, probably the worst out of all this was there was a time, I think on my third go, I made it out of the valley of BTs and I could see like the city. So I was like, well, it's just down this hill. It, it, it's a pretty steep hill. <laughs> I get going and my character is like going fast. <laughs> and I'm just like barreling. Is he doing, like that thing where he's like trying to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like barreling towards it and I'm like I'm I'm gripping both straps to try and balance and I'm just going like so fast down this hill and I'm trying to avoid all the like rocks and stuff that will like launch me. But inevitably I hit one and I just go tumbling which which I probably would have been fine, but the packages <laughs> hit the ground so hard that they blew up. And I had to reload. Oh, and no. I thought I would reload at the top of the hill. but uh, you, you reloaded halfway down the hill? <laughs> I, I reloaded all the way back through the BT Valley. Oh, so I had to oh, re-go no. through the whole BT Valley. At least, oh, my God. At least that time when I did it, I didn't get touched at all. And then I, I made it to the hill, and then I I walked around and found a easier, <laughs> a slightly easier way down. But uh, it it is not that was not a good time. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, Bo posted on the uh, the group chat for the Gaming Podcast Alliance that he his his friend was just on their episode that they just recorded, and he's about forty hours through the for, through Death Stranding. And I was like, oh, so he's a a quarter of the way through the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, he's on chapter six. I don't know how many chapters are. I was like, okay, well, he's under a half then. <laughs> yeah, there's it's like fourteen. I think yeah, fourteen or fifteen. There's quite a bit though. Yeah, and but yeah, I mean, hearing that, like, it's like sixty hours minimum to beat this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I 
some people say you could probably do it in like 35 if you're like really rushing like and only doing mainline and not yeah and just not messing around and then probably not getting touched by bts um, <laughs> being lucky enough to not get touched by bts yeah i mean because when you're uh i forget what that thing's called but your like lamp thing your like strobe lamp yeah uh goes up it's like you know shit's about to hit the fan because you gotta sneak around well yeah now that i have my motorcycle's been like running real good sometimes i can like go and hope i don't bump into one because if i bump into one it shuts the power off to my my trike oh yeah which is not a good situation but <laughs> um but yeah the, the bts are not uh they're not good they're they're bad 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 times yeah the, but the, the hand when you're out of the bt area well not a hand uh but the uh your strobe light thing when yeah. you're out of the bt area it'll wave like a hand and then give a thumbs up <laughs> like it'll tap you on the shoulder and give a thumbs up that's, nice. that's pretty cool yeah i was like i like that's, that it's like a fun a fun little thing like hey you did it you're out here's a thumbs up <laughs> yeah i'm like that that's something i really enjoy um well, i don't know i i really like this game in general um in the second area I got to after I went from that port city, it opens up another map. You, like, go on a boat. Uh, but that area, lots of people have built stuff in, and, like, there's, like, a full road yeah. that, like, leads to just... Like, I I just take a motorcycle everywhere, basically. Um, there, There's, like, I'm not running into any struggles. Yeah. Yeah, I heard one of the concerns with the game is, like, if you start this game late, then, like, by the time you start leveling up, then, like, everything's already built for you. Um, And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, though. I think that's part of the experience because, like, getting through the game means, like, you're connecting more nodes, and as you connect more nodes, then you're getting access to more stuff that people have placed. Because mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the concept, so. Yeah, and the, I don't know, the, the, there's some breaks bridges in really good spots that have been super helpful the yeah like bridges across these little tiny streams that have just been like yeah going over that otherwise you would have had to like try to find another way or risk destroying you but what's been even weirder is when i've gone like from when i first played it and then i kind of took a week off to when i played it this time i was like i was like oh man somebody placed something out here that's weird and it was me i kept running into like weird shit that i had placed in the middle of nowhere you just like forgot about like oh wow there's like this weird rope up this mountain oh that's oh i placed this rope up this mountain why did i do this (laughs) like nobody put any likes on this thing (laughs) (laughs) so in the middle of nowhere um but which i just found funny that i kept running into my same shit over and over again yeah it seems i have a like path that i follow every time yeah um but otherwise uh yeah i've been playing a lot of that i've been playing more pokemon i'm trying to like close up my decks yeah um which like the decks takes a while a lot of what i have left is like uh just uh like breeding pokemon some baby pokemon like uh, some of the tedious stuff um did you uh did you know that people are calling the whole fact that not all the Pokemon are in this Dexit? game called the yeah, Dexit? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh and I heard that on the Giant Bomb podcast today and one of the guys like he had a boom he had a boomer moment because he was just like I, I almost had to ask, but uh what what is I don't know what Dexit is. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they, they had to explain it to him what Dexit was. Yeah, uh, just uh, I mean, this has a lot of Pokemon, so yeah, I mean, like four hundred. Yeah, four four hundred is a pretty good number. It, yeah. I mean, it's literally half. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've I've been fine with it. I've been just 
trying to clean up that decks though. Um, I, I caught some G Max Mons. I, I got the uh, G Max Colossal, uh, the G Max All Creamy, and what else? Get the G Max Coltrane. Well, yeah, that's that's colossal. Oh, I, okay. I call him Coltrane. <laughs> I, I named the new one Coltrane yeah. as well. Yeah. Um. But what else? Who else did I get? Well, because I have a G Max Anaconda and the. Well, if you pre-ordered, you were given a. Uh, what's his name? Meowth. You were given the Meowth. And since I played Let's Go Pikachu, I got the Pikachu. Oh yeah, uh, which has six IVs. It's a good Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, oh, I got a Darulodon. Was the other one, which turn it, it's one of the new Pokemon that's a dragon, but it's it looks kind of like a lighter, but it turns into like a skyscraper <laughs> when it's uh, G maxed. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I've I find the G max are more entertaining to get than the uh, than legendaries. Just because it's more work. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I I've also played more Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh yeah. Which a lot of this like I find it very hard like not to play my Switch. Um. Because I have I can watch TV while doing it. Yeah. Which is why I've been watching why I watch so much anime. Multitasking. Yeah. It's watching all that anime that I watched. It was just like playing Switch at the same time. Yeah. Um. Which is pretty great. Uh. But yeah, Luigi's Mansion's good. Uh. Like, I don't know. This is the best Luigi's Mansion has been. The floors are, like, compartmentalized into have, like, weird themes. Like, I did a music one where the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did a floor that was, like, a music floor. And there were, like, instruments that I could, like, blow my vacuum into that would, like, play. There was, like, a tuba that was stuck in a toilet that I, like, <laughs> blew air into. And then, like, water shot out of one of the other toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And uh I don't know vacuuming up the ghosts is great cuz you like when you when you catch them there you can uh hit, hit the A button and bash them and hit them on the floor like you whip them around your like shoulder and like <laughs> bash them and you can bash them into other ghosts. <laughs> um so you, you're just beating the, the shit out of these ghosts. Yeah, you ghosts. you really beat the crap out of these ghosts. Like, um you're forcing them to submit. The boss on that music floor was kind of a rough fight like it, it just had a really long loop. <laughs> Yeah. Of attack pattern. But it was like a guy playing piano. And at first, the, like, these ghosts kind of come out and they're like dancers. <laughs> you have to suck up like their weird mask. Yeah. And beat them. And then he gets mad. and Or actually, I may be getting this in the wrong order. But then he also like all the chairs in the like stands he throws at you. <laughs> and which gives you more room to walk around, which that may be the first thing he does. But anyway, it... You have like bombs that you have to like shoot into his, uh, in into the piano when it's like open. But then he'll like hop inside of it and like jump around and attack you. <laughs> um, he was mean, but he was I think the first like big boss of the game. Yeah. Uh, because each floor does have a like a boss mob so to speak, and like a theme, and usually the boss goes with the theme. But this one, after I beat him, I got the uh one of the portraits of one of the characters, um, which. Like, then I could pull them out and, like, save them. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, it's... So I, I think I'm at least, like, a fourth of the way through the game, maybe. Maybe more. Nice. I don't know. It, it, the game kind of goes quick, but I like... I like to just kind of do a floor and then, like, stop for a bit. Savor it. Um, yeah, I mean, either that or... Like, I don't know. I've, I've been also trying to just bang out, like, a chapter of Death Stranding a day, and that's, like, not really happening because that game is... <laughs> it's long. 
very long uh, un- unforgiving i i think in death stranding i'm like at the end of chapter three yeah but who knows i don't know some some people i know are like pretty far in but they seem to like just have stopped at like chapter seven or eight yeah um which they got to chapter seven or eight like within the first few weeks of death stranding and then just haven't played it since which is really bizarre but in any case um because because obviously i'm not there um but yeah, Luigi's Mansion. I'm probably six, seven floors in. I don't know. And it, yeah, it, I like that each floor has these like themes, though. Like there was like the weird mall one that I think I talked about before, where yeah. it was like kind of like a weird. There was like all these shopping areas, and then there was like kind of a mall cop guy as the boss. <laughs> um, um, Paul Blart. <laughs> Ghost. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, <laughs> I was trying to come up with a Paul Blart ghost pun, and I couldn't think of anything. Gooigi, no? <laughs> <laughs> Ghoul Blart. Cool. That's decent enough. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that game's fantastic. It, it like, Which is weird for me to say, it feels like, because I don't know, like... Luigi's Mansion 1 I was so like cold on and like I was like it's okay Luigi's Mansion 1 was always just okay to me and then 2 I like legit didn't like like I don't know Dark Moon just never struck with me yeah and but 3 is good I, I think 3 is alright I think the the way they compartmentalize the puzzles the way each floor has a boss Luigi's Mansion is a great game and that's a podcast it's though it's full of goo it's a gabba goo it's a gabagoo. Hey, it's a me, a Luigi. Hey, it's me, Luigi. Oh, oh, oh it's me, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that. No one. How, how many people have actually ever listened to that podcast besides like you and me? Like, I know, I know there's a lot of Rick and Morty fans that like went back to listen to it. They're like, oh, yeah, Justin Roiland, but no. It's like, it's- uh, gee, Rick, I don't know. People listen to it. <laughs> I uh, I I don't know. Uh, it, this may be sacrilege to say if for for Rick and Morty fans, but I feel like the Grandma's Virginity podcast was peak Justin Roiland. I think it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> I mean, I like Rick and Morty. I like the same voice he does for every character on everything. No, but uh, uh, the peak of that was definitely the <laughs> Grandma's Virginity podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I think we brought it up before too on this show, but yeah, that podcast is just that's a trip. If you and it does not age well at all. It's me, psychic abilities. <laughs> I got psychic abilities. I got psychic abilities. I got abilities. Abilities and then abilities. Abilities. Everyone's just if everybody was listening to this podcast, they just tuned out because no one understands what's going on in this segment now. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, go listen to the Grandma's Virginity podcast. It makes no sense. So you can hear Justin Roiland do all the voices I just did, but worse, it worse, mark. maybe better. <laughs> you, can, you can hear all all one all one of Justin Roiland's voices. <laughs> his his range is he has zero range. Impeccable. It's, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no range. Uh, the I still think this uh, the best episode is the one where they're doing like the DJ thing where. You have to talk like, you know, like a DJ will they'll talk over like the intro of a song and then they cut I, off when the when the lyrics start. The worst part of that, though, was like the one they did that was kind of ad libbed was great. And yeah. then like when they were like, yeah, we're going to make that a regular segment was awful. 
Like from then on, it was like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, I I think they tried to force it. Like the first time, it just rolled so organically. Yeah, the first episode when they were just like, yeah, I'm DJ Magoops. I'm on a spaceship. And yeah, because it was on the Event Horizon. Yeah, which <laughs> was like pretty his great. Demons, I don't know what's going on here. And yeah, it was, <laughs> the guy calling like, there's, there's like the the ship's falling apart. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna play yeah. you off with some smooth jazz. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, that was a good episode. Um, I've been meaning to download those so I can save them in case they like they ever decide to just take that down. Um, do the old Darren Harmon, <laughs> delete everything that you can off the internet because uh, things don't hold up on the internet anymore. The I do always think of that that thing because when i listen to like the radio on my drive to work or something the like the radio guy on the station i listen to he's just got like such a weird voice so it's just like hey i'm charlie charlie on the radio and i'm like this guy's voice is like is that good time charlie probably good time charlie it is i think it is it's the most ridiculous radio name i hate it so much good times with charlie good time charlie uh, apparently, like, they're, they're, like, radio dudes that, like, work for, like, several stations across the state. Because okay, this is not him. <laughs> this is a local guy. No, like, it, it's, like, it's, they pretend they're local. I don't, I don't think it's that. I don't think, I'm not talking about Good Time Charlie, but, or, or maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but, like, these guys, like, they're local. And it's, like, like, one guy will be, like, have multiple, like, radio names and work for different stations. Oh, God. And work for like different stations across the state, but just like basically do it from home, like do it all remote. Like, hey, I'm I'm Billy Bob, and I'm doing this country music, and then like in a couple hours, like he's on another station. Hey, I'm Jesse Duda, <laughs> and then he pops over and he's like, yeah, because it's me. Listen to rock music. Come yeah. visit me. Because apparently, call uh, me up. Me, uh, uh, apparently, radio doesn't pay all that well, so. A lot of these, uh, a lot of, most most DJ people have to work for several stations to make ends meet. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Radio is weird. It's a really strange thing. I've always wanted to like call in, but as a character, <laughs> Do the, the Howard Stern thing. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard. If you if you ever heard a, a dude calling in to a station named Corey. No. He's like, is it my brother? No. <laughs> He, he's like he's he's he he's uh autistic okay yes yeah yeah he like he he like every station is his favorite station he calls every station and and gets free stuff okay because i was like yeah he's, he's on blind. there all the time yeah he's so oh so you you listen to uh 96 three yeah. yeah yeah that's the other station that he's frequently on yeah he's on there all the time like he he used to call the big j show like all the time he still calls it every once in a while like he goes through kicks where he'll call like every morning and then like he won't for like through two or three months and people are like what happened to Corey? and then he'll call in again he's like hey so uh you got any uh this free is my stuff favorite station for a while <laughs> but this is my favorite station hey uh you got any of, this, any of them new uh now cds for me now that's what I call 97.1. And then he, but they confronted him. I think this is one of the reasons he stopped calling in so often is that because he was always calling in and then someone mentioned, like, hey, I heard a Corey on another station saying that that was his favorite station. We have a recording of you saying. <laughs> and they asked him about it when he called in. He's like, no, uh, that, that must be evil, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> just totally. Get like, him. No. 
<laughs> caught red hand. He's like, that's not me. Yeah, this is my <laughs> favorite station. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> and it's like, it turned into like this big thing. He's like, no, that's evil, Corey. So like, every time he called in, he's like, yeah, so we heard Evil Corey at the other station. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Evil Corey. <laughs> uh, Evil yeah. Corey listens to 96.3 The Zone. And then, yeah, so like people and like people always talk about it in the app. They're like, oh, that, that Corey's talking on another station again. And Big J always has to be like, yeah, we know. It's just like he every station is his favorite station. So <laughs> anyone that gives him free stuff is his favorite. I mean, that makes sense from a narcissistic point of view. <laughs> But he's just like an autistic dude that works in a coffee booth every once in a while. And he just wants attention, I guess. I now, that's what I call 23. The big that's J, what I call music. The Big J Show on Hot 101.9 Day, which is just October 19th, because it's 10. Yeah, 101.9. Yeah. Um, they would have him come up to the studio and they would have like a they would set up like a big wall of like different prizes like there in just like just taped to the wall and they would do do like giveaways like people would call in for the giveaway but what they would have him do is like since he was blind they would have him randomly pick off a thing off the wall and like this is what we're gonna give away and Corey's gonna go to the wall and he's he's got one of the notes and we're gonna see what we're gonna give away and then up oh, it's a, now a cd and uh so caller number nine get uh <laughs> you get this that's what they would do for they're all now CDs, no. they, they, It's Kids Bop. No. They just they just get free now CDs to give away all the time. Like every time there's a new now CD, they just get a pile of them in the studio, oh God. and they just give them out. Like it's like I guess we'll give them out. We'll give them the Corey because he's gonna want one, and then maybe give a couple other ones out. But otherwise, they're just gonna end up in the garbage. It's weird. Radio's weird. Yeah, this is Corey. I always listen to the radio on the Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> this, is my <laughs> this is my favorite station on the on the event horizon i always think of that with the uh the ishimura on in dead space yeah it's just like <laughs> we're gonna kick you off with some sweet tunes of <laughs> uh, you're gonna be listening to some awesome guitar by Jimi hendrix and <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> through the halls that's another game i want is there a new death uh, new dead space. space. Oh God! Made by Respawn. Uh, don't make don't make me hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would be the they, they're at that that company. They're at EA. They could do it. They, I'm convinced they could do it. I mean, but that, that despite selling well, that franchise is like entirely on ice. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, because like one that and two sold game, really well, and then that first one was so good. I mean, I never finished it, but it, what I played was good. I've played through one three times. That good? I've like, well, I've I've tried to platinum it, but I I like ended up shooting myself in the foot <laughs> oh, no. on that because like the upgrades carry over, but I think they only new game plus once. So then on like oh, my really? third playthrough, which is on the hardest difficulty, I don't have extra shit. Oh no! Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, I I I really like the concept of like you're not you, you don't have real weapons. Is it just like mining lasers? Yeah, just the like rivet guns and shit. Yeah. Like, and then you have like the try, Since like the try engineer. shot. And you can rotate it to be vertical or horizontal. I was like, it's cool stuff that you don't see often. Well, and cutting off the limbs to kill oh, yeah. the things instead of like shooting for headshots. It it 
like that Dead Space, uh, which I guess originally started as a uh, new System Shock game. Huh. Yeah, but it like evolved into something else and then just got a new title. Um, because Resident Evil Four happened. Oh. So they were like, "Oh shit, this changes everything." Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. I never played uh two or three. Yeah, I never. I never really played because I've not been huge on horror games, but I know like Dead Space is a good one that people it's, love. I mean, and it's really unique. It's kind of not a horror, and and I get. I guess its biggest problem is like it, it didn't do a lot of stuff with the story. Like it. It had like a lot of ominous like lore that it just never wrapped up or never yeah. concluded. I guess that's what I'm talking about. I, like, I really like the lore. I mean, I did you because it had the obelisk thing yeah. and. Did you ever see the anime? Yeah, that was so fucking good. I know, and the uh, there also was a, the the Wii game which had like even more lore. <laughs> yeah, like it had like such a interesting lore, but it just never really wrapped it up because it very inspired by event horizon as well as uh 2001 space odyssey with like the this had like the weird like black obelisk things that like caused the like uh what what, what were they called uh necromorphs yeah uh but yeah it was kind of like the what were they called in 2001 space odyssey uh shoot monoliths. Well, yeah the monoliths it was kind of it was kind of like supposed to be like that yeah just repeating kind of i mean themes. but the, but there was like weird like sorcery and like there yeah. was so much weird there's shit like a religion going on based and, around those things yeah like the weird cults and yeah there's a lot of God. cool stuff like they could make a solid ass like tv show out of that the lore in that that game um yeah i'm just well i i think it's like high time to just what if there's a new game that comes out and it's called Dead Space? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's it's like just reboot that about, whole fucking franchise. An Xbox IO launch title. That'd be cool. Like that would be fucking it, awesome. Like next generation, next gen Dead Space. That'd be sweet. Well, because it's so ripe for just like take all the problems with the lore and like fix it, and then yeah. once again like. And do a soft reboot, essentially. Yeah, and just have a more meaningful payoff. Because even, like, some of the shit they did with Isaac, like, never had a payout. Like, I I watched a long video just the other day, like, fuck, like, two, three weeks ago, which is where I learned about the System Shock thing. Yeah. But it also talked about how the third game, there was a, uh, there was supposed to be this, like, antagonist or, like, kind of like a betrayer that's in your group. And it was supposed, like... It was supposed to be more well-written and executed, but they, like, EA kept having changes to it, so it just kind of became, like, Isaac's dark, like, alter ego in a way, but yeah. it never, it, they they axed that to be, like, it's just this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I... I, I think of think of uh think of like other games that have done like a soft reboot that have done really well. Doom. <laughs> Do, yeah, Doom. Doom God of War. Yeah. Even though God of War was like, what if we like reboot this but not really? What like, if we reboot it but we actually don't? <laughs> yeah, like everything that happened in the first 3 games, well, all what there's 3 4 5 6, there's the first 6 games. I think that's why it's noteworthy to call this like a soft reboot. Yeah. Well, I mean, once again, the God of War thing was like, what if we just kept the same characters? And, <laughs> and that's like what they should do here is either either be like, yeah, all the shit from Dead Space like happened. And now it's happening again. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I don't know, maybe some other ship goes out there. And yeah. like, I mean, like all the other ships are still. Well, that's essentially like what Alien's been doing for the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
I mean, what is Dead Space but in like an alternate universe alien? <laughs> well, that and it, I mean, clearly, like once again, drawing on which the Necromorphs are actually like it's one of the first good like alien things since to happen. The in a ri- yeah, like since the Xenomorph, because which is a familiar name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly borrowing from that, yeah. um, and obviously, like <coughs> they were like weird. Like you died and then you became an acromorph, or like I don't know the the lore there was always like kind of like fuzzy. Yeah, I, I do believe that. Yeah, if if people that people died would become necromorphs if they were exposed to the because it's like a weird it's like it's a like weird a virus ghost virus. Yeah, I once again very drawing on like it was weird cool. lore. Well, literally what they did like when they put the game into development was like we want Resident Evil Four but in space, <laughs> which is like game winning combo like yeah. zombies space. Yeah, it it just works. But like spaceships. Yeah. Um, I I think it could have done without the weird Isaac shit, but I yeah. don't know. That I think that does become a big talking point about the game, but they. I only bring that up now in, like, at the time it was made, it was fine. But now that we're getting more conscious about, like, mental illness, it's not, it doesn't handle it in the best way. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, like, Resident Evil 4, um, <laughs> Giant Bomb, again, they mentioned, like, I mean, how do you do, like, a, like, you can't really do, like, Resident Evil 4, like, remastered. And then, like, the same guy from last week that, <laughs> he, he goes... What if we do Resident Evil 4 2? <laughs> Resident Evil 4 ever. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why that cracks me up. Like, <laughs> Halo 2, or no, what if we do a Mass Effect 2 2? <laughs> 2. The a sequel s- to Mass Effect 2. Yeah, a sequel to the original sequel. I, that's, that's, what, that's what Halo, that's what, or, that's what Mass Effect 3 was. But uh, it, it's, it's a funny concept. It sits between. It's, um, it's not, no. Well, so I mean, that, that's like what Devil May Cry was doing, where it was like shoving every game between, like, like one and two. It was like everything yeah. happens between those games. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So Half Life Alex. This is actually Half Life One Two. <laughs> I, I don't like that. <laughs> What happened to you do two games and the third one's a prequel? That was the old rule. That was the old law of the land. Was it? Devil May Cry. Oh, yeah. One, two, three's the prequel. Metal Gear Solid. One, two, three's the prequel. Because for a time, (laughs) it went to one, two, third's a kart racing game. (laughs) Third's a kart racing No, it was normally you go one, two, three, and then like the fourth game's the kart racing game. We still still haven't gotten uh, uh, Nathan Drake kart racing. That was... Naughty Dogs, uncarted, is, uh, but yeah, they uh, that was the, because yeah, they did do like Crash One, Two, and Three, and then the Crash Team Racing, yeah, and then they did uh, Jack One, Two, and Three, and yeah. then Jack X, yeah, they, I mean, it's totally missed opportunity, uncarded, come on, it, get on it, it would work well, it would. <laughs> I always think there should have been like a. Like Mario Kart needs to just become more like Smash. I always bring that up, but then yeah. PlayStation needs to just be like, "Here's our kart racer yeah. with our dumb characters, and it's called Twisted Metal." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck happened to Twisted Metal? They kept trying to bring it back, and just it never worked. I think it got like brought back at least twice, and it just never caught fire. But I think now, see what I'm saying now is bring back Twisted Metal, but just be like. 
Kratos is here. Yeah, exactly. Here's like the Kratos yeah, you vehicle. Get your, you get your A-list celebrity games in there, and you uh, you buy um, God, what's that? What's that crashing car game? Um, Rocket buy, League. No, no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> you you buy you buy next next car game. I think that's what it's called. Or did they change the name? I don't know. It's, it was this game. It was called Next Car Game, and it was literally just like a crash car crash testing simulator <laughs> like your cars would just get all crunched up and you you could like rut, drive, drive off a cliff and your car would just like smash like an accordion and you could still drive it <laughs> um just buy them you get that ticket put it in in your twisted metal and and the best part is is you call whatever this game is you, you you call it PlayStation All Stars too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it controls nothing like the first one. It's just a Twisted Metal game. Uh, then you satisfy both audiences. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you bring back Twisted Metal and you bring back PlayStation. In one go, and you bring Twisted Metal with metal <laughs> twisting <laughs> physics. <laughs> weapons twisted uh, metal was at least like the first three were really good in a like it might i think later they took themselves way too seriously but the first ones it was just like axel he won the first tournament and he got his wish to to get his arms back so he's like back to normal and then he was like what's the plot for the second game axel cuts his arm back (laughs) to to rejoin the race to reattach himself to this weird machine like oh my god of course, I played his axle all the fucking time. He like he had his arms cut off and just yeah. had two giant wheels. <laughs> so I, awesome. I I never um since I didn't have a PlayStation, I never really got into the Twisted Metal series. Instead, I played Vigilante Eight. Uh, Vigilante Eight was really good. I really I always and the thing that made me the most upset about Vigilante Eight because there is they only made two games, but uh, the first game there was a character called Beeswax, <laughs> and his special weapon is that he would just unleash a swarm of bees that would just go and attack, like, someone's car. And, like, it made their... Which is it was, awesome. It was, like, unusable. Like, because your car would just start flying through the air, like, getting, like, stung by this... Just a bunch of bees. And he would just go, bees, or something, like, or swarm. And, <laughs> and, it, and then that would happen. But in the lore of the game, he died at the end of Vigilante 8 or at the beginning of Vigilante 8 2. So they didn't have him in Vigilante 8 2. I was like, I don't get to play his freaking beeswax. See, what it, a ripoff. See, I don't know if Vigilante 8 could have done it, but Twisted Metal, because Minion is basically like Satan. <laughs> um, but they could have just done gone the route of uh, Mortal Kombat and been like, all right, they're back, but they're like revenants. At least that's what yeah. Mortal Kombat did. But yeah, they're they're like undead, and yeah. they work for Minion. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, they could have done a lot more things. Like, yeah. granted, nobody was playing Twisted Metal for like like the story, so to speak. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was kind of like a fighting game, but with cars. Yeah. Um. The thing that I I don't know if um Twisted Metal ever did this, but in Vigilante Eight Two, I don't think it was in the first one, but in the se- sequel. Um, you could basically collect like car parts after you like destroyed another car. Like sometimes like a, a car part would appear and it could be like an, a piece of armor and it would, it would correspond to like a different part on your car. And as you level that up, like different pieces would appear on your car, like basically like armor, make your car look more badass. But then once you got to like the highest level you could on all of the stats, you're, you would have a completely different car. Um, so like there was one character that drove a school bus and if you leveled everything up for the school bus, 
Your school bus was a fucking hovercraft space bus. <laughs> it was the best. I think I remember that. Then there's like Man. another one that was like a, f- a fuel truck. And like you started. That, that was the one I played with the most. Because yeah. like you would start, you would start while basically like you were a big rig with a fuel tank behind you <laughs> driving around like the ridiculousness of driving this freaking big rig and attacking people with weapons. My oh, God, such a good game. Which, and it does not hold up. Don't go back and play this game. Seriously, don't. It doesn't hold it, up no, at I, all. I mean, it was just uh, all those games like Cell Damage and Twisted Metal and all those were only like good fun to just like drive around and like shoot your friends and shit. Yeah. It was kind of like, I mean, like the battle mode in Mario Part, uh, not Mario Party, but Mario Kart. Yeah, it was, like the, the balloons. Yeah, it was kind of like that, just yeah. done a little better uh, in away yeah uh you have missiles and the specials i don't know it was twisted metal 2 was like definitely the high point for twisted metal yeah but vigilante 2 was it was really good but like like i said like i tried going back and playing it and the controls are just like impossible it's like man i can't play this game anymore like someone please give me a modern vigilante 8 (laughs) well i mean like do that or twisted metal but like take some lessons from rocket league i think is what they would have to do. Yeah, like the controls are real good in Rocket League. If you and if they had like a dedicated boost in those types of games, I think. And you know really cool. what? Put put a dedicated mode that's like soccer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> soccer, like but, demolition soccer. And then just be like, yeah, but your cars have guns. Yeah, and you can like shoot I mean, <laughs> the ball. <laughs> Rocket League does have like a battle mode, but um, I have to look look up and see who made Vigilante Eight. I feel like it was Midway or Acclaim. I feel like it's Acclaim, but... Uh, it's one of those. I'm pretty sure. At least his publisher. Luxoflux. Who was the publisher? Unless it was Luxoflux. Um, let's see. Because it just says... Unfortunately, back Activision. in the... Activision. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. So, Vicar- Vicarious... Vi- There's a Game Boy Color version of this game, apparently. Luxoflux and then Vicarious Visions did the, the Game Boy Color. But wow. yeah, it came out on PlayStation 2. I forgot about that. Um, But yeah, that I tried... And I don't think also, like, I don't know if it's been a long time since I've tried, but, like, I, I would try to get, like, a ROM of these games, and it was always, like, broken as hell. I, like, I don't think anybody did a proper dump of these games. I mean, why? I'm, I'm sure there's a reason for this, but I always, when I think of Vigilante 8, I also think of Big Mother Truckers. <laughs> like, they're all kind of the same game. Yeah. Big Mother Truckers. What, what we, the, there was weird times for they, games. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, car combat. I, there was a badass, like, demolition derby game I used to play on the PC way back in the day, but I can't remember what it was called. It was probably just called Demolition Derby. I don't know. <laughs> it was called BattleBots. No. BattleBots. But, uh, yeah, um, shoot, we're, like, way off base. <laughs> we're just... Yeah, but we gotta put games. that. We gotta put all that in there. It's oh, yeah. relevant. Oh yeah, it's it's all going in. This is all good content right here. Um, but uh, I guess did you play anything else? This uh, it, I dreamed of Dead Space. No, you dreamed um, of Dead Space. <laughs> I just that's I, all I want is Dead Space. Okay, I did have a really bizarre dream, and this is on topic. Uh, but. Well, everything's I, on topic. I yeah. had a dream. I I was playing Death Stranding because I was coming off of playing a lot of Death Stranding, but I was playing yeah. Death Stranding. I had a dream. I, I played it for like several hours straight and just beat it, but that it was the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like literally after it, I, I remember like in the dream, I like put the controller down and was like, that was the best game ever. Like, it's great. It's <laughs> awesome. It's like, that's a really bizarre dream. Oh, you know, it's so I listened to the re- most recent. Um, rated G for gamers and 
they talked about the game awards and it felt like their takeaway for what would be the best at least i think i don't know if uh I don't know if Dave agreed with it, but uh, Dan was saying that he's he's calling Game of the Year will be sick, uh, sick, S- Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah, no, I was like, there's uh, no way. I was like, uh, uh-uh. but he also he also or no, and then Dave, <laughs> I'm gonna throw him under the bus. He said that the Outer Worlds was the the weakest one on out of the all the six on the list. Huh. I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. I at all. I don't think Outer Worlds will take it by any means. Outer Worlds is like an honorable mention. Yeah, it, it's like. It's a solid ass game, but like, and Giant Bomb put it pretty well. And it's like, you're 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 looking at games like um, that did something kind of like crazy and unique, like where you have the uh, um, like Death Stranding and and these other games, but and then you have like The Outer Worlds, which is just like it's just a good version of that kind of game. Yeah, and I think I talked about that too, where yeah. it's just th- it's just a there good are- version of a Bethesda game. Yeah, there there are plenty of games that are nominated where it's like just the best rendition of what that is. Like it, you could even argue that with Control cuz like yeah. despite Control being like a new IP, it, apparently it's so much like it's basically Quantum Break but yeah. just done better. I think you you were calling for um um Smash Ultimate, weren't you? Well, I I I don't know. I think if a Smash were ever to win, it would be Ultimate. It would be because of Smash Ultimate. I I don't think Smash Ultimate is something to sneeze at, like, by any means. Like, has a really robust story mode. It has literally any character you could think of. enormous roster. I mean, it just... And that game just keeps growing. So, I don't think... Smash is not something to just, like, take lightly. Yeah, we just got a new character not too long ago. Yeah, but it, t- Terry Bogard, and there's yeah. still one more, which I wouldn't be surprised if they're the last characters announced during the Game Awards, which strangely, yeah. a lot of people are starting to think it's a Resident Evil character because Resident Evil spirits were added. Because they announced Joker at the Game Awards last year, didn't they? Yeah, which kind of made me lose my shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it was weird. That was a weird choice. It's a weird, choice. yeah. <laughs> um, since Persona games aren't really on the Switch, uh, but yeah. S- Persona 5 Scramble is coming, which is... Not Persona Five, but it's uh, it's like a uh, Dynasty Warriors esque Persona Five thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the I don't know. There's like Death Stranding is like also not anything to just like brush aside. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel I know. Like there's like a lot of controversy with that right now. People because people are like. Oh, how come Death Stranding's on the list, but not The Last Jedi? But like, oh, Last it, they, Jedi didn't make the cutoff. Yeah, like they they have a very specific cutoff date for this, and The Last Jedi came out after that. So I mean, because I mean, like Pokemon's not even in the like family category. Yeah. Oh, and that was a funny, another funny thing that um, Rated G for Gamers brought up, and we did mention like how um, the family category, how they're all Nintendo games, but the the way um dan said it was that like you he was like no matter what game wins that category doug bowser's getting on stage <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's very that's a funny thing to think about just like it could be any of those games and doug bowser's gonna be on that stage <laughs> it's just like, time like they might as well talk. introduce the category with doug bowser just standing there ready to accept this award <laughs> Just like, well, the next category is Nintendo, so introducing Doug Bowser, he's just going to be here for this process. See, and I kind of would like, and this is nothing to speak to Sekiro, because I like, I, I've liked Sekiro, but yeah. but it sounds like a lot of people did bounce off it, myself included, um, in a way, but I do plan to go back to it. But a lot of people did like bounce off of it, but it's also in the category of like, 
wouldn't it be weird? What weird ass world would we live in where games like Bloodborne and the rest of the soul, like any of the Soulsborne games, didn't take a game of the year? Yeah, but Sekiro does, <laughs> which. I'm like, it, once again, not necessarily speaking to the quality of Sekiro, but Dark Souls or even Demon Souls, like, changed the face of gaming forever. Yeah. And, like, I and I easily think Bloodborne is, like, best in class for what they've done. Yeah. So it's like, any of those not winning game of the year, and then, like, Sekiro, which I'm like, it's all right, <laughs> but it ain't no... It's it's not doing what Dark Souls did for the first time or yeah. what Bloodborne did for the first time. Um, and I also don't think like I think people are under underselling Resident Evil Two because that's another yeah, one which once solid. again re- the original Resident Evil Two I think took a lot of Game of the Years while not from like a big showcase like this it was yeah. like the the original Resident Evil Two is a hell of a game and Capcom did this justice like yeah and that's it's one of my favorite games of the year like easily has a has a remake made Game of the Year before not like this i don't th- not even i don't think nominated even because this is i mean yeah. like like imagine how crazy it would be if this wins game of the year like a game remake i mean it would see and that's kind of i do fear that a little bit because it sends a weird message like, to yeah people like oh people want more remakes which i mean i, I kind of do yeah. especially if they're yeah, like, like resident es- evil especially a uh, dead space hint hint <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like Resident Evil 2 went above and beyond because it, like, full-on rebuild. Like, some of the best visuals I've ever seen Yeah, in a game. Um, Like, and and that's another big thing is uh, Resident Evil 2 and uh, um, De- Death Stranding have over-the-top visuals, which yeah. it, th- usually, once again, if this was the original Game Awards that were on Spike TV something like that would win hands down because that usually that's what got voted for yeah was like oh the fidelity of these graphics is like way over the top and those were purely um audience voted right yeah and these this is obviously different where they have actual yeah this has a panel yeah which is i think better it's more or less um like the academy awards but for video games it's a little closer to that Compared to the Spike TV was more of uh, like an MTV player's award. <laughs> player's choice, yeah. Which, like I said, they do usually have a player's choice thing, but that it's not. Yeah, the but the problem like with the main, player's choice yeah. is, it, I mean, I it, not to uh, insult anybody, but games like Fortnite are stupidly popular. Yeah, it, for example, and would win because people would be like, I haven't played any of these other games, but Fortnite, and they would vote. Yeah, I and I always and I always think like stuff like that is always like when you base uh, the quality of a product based on the lowest common denominator, which is how many people enjoy it. Like that's like certain things appeal to a bigger mass of people. That doesn't necessarily make it better than other things. That's like saying Taylor Swift's music is objectively better than some other bands just because than Mozart. Yeah, just <laughs> just because more people like her music. That's not the that shouldn't be a metric. It just means that her music just happens to appeal the most to the most amount of people. Yeah, which I mean, and that's very apparent in games. Like, yeah. and and I think Death Stranding is one of those games. And that, but that's not to say people on the critic side are gonna vote for Death Stranding because there were very much a lot of critics that didn't like it. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of people think Death Stranding is conspiracy. Like, yeah. 
how it got nominated oh, so yeah. much. It's dumb. It, it's it's. I think it's a solid game from what I've seen. I don't know. I'm enjoying I'm, it. I haven't so. had my hands on it, and I I keep bringing up Brady G for gamers. They get like a million shout outs on this show already, but uh, um, Dave apparently hates it when people call it a walking simulator. It yeah. I mean, it's and so like I went into the group chat as soon as I heard him say that I went into the group chat and just typed in like in capital letters spaces between every single letter walking simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and I don't even think uh, from other games that have been quote unquote walking simulators. Um, this doesn't this isn't even like one of those. And I, I think I think it's in one way it's fair to call it a walking simulator because how many games actually make you pay attention to how you're walking? It's a delivery simulator. It's a del- yeah. It's it's UPS simulator. Get it right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's no, actually uh, more accurately USPS simulator because um, this is the mon- ones that are actually walking around. This is monster simulator. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like how many games out there actually make you pay attention to how you're walking and balancing and every platforming game? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, no. but I mean, like the actual, the actual yeah. act of walking, like what Quop? That's it. it? Yeah, game, which I guess that's what this this game has been compared a lot to Quop. Really? Yes, it's. I and I think that is kind of an apt comparison, even though like Quop was like totally nonsensical, but like you had to really or, know what you were doing. Because yeah, some people have been comparing this to Quop or uh, getting over yeah, it, getting over and it. it's not quite to those lengths yeah. and not. It, like I don't know, it, it, the balancing's not too bad. It's just like, it, like just, I said, it does gamify yeah. the walking in some capacity. But it is a thing that that is there. I mean, um, the, as opposed to just being like we like we've discussed before, you get into like a Spider Man or you get into an Assassin's Creed where you, all you do is you hold down the sprint button and go yeah. from point A to point B. Where, where movements effortless but looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where this one is moved, everything sucks. <laughs> Everything's taxing. Yeah. Um, like I said, where I was like walking down that hill, and it was like you, you do gotta, well, because the weight of your packages impact like impacts yeah. that too. So you might take a header because you're going way too fast down a hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it's that's. I think that's in typical Kojima fashion to pay attention to details like that. Yet strangely. Uh, it controls more snappy than uh, than uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> really? Like Final Fantasy fifteen? For some reason, there is a platforming dungeon, and mm-hmm. it is impossible because your characters slide around all over the place. Yeah. Because so, yeah, it's like you know when you like jump and land, you have kind of like a, a like a little a couple of frames of movement yeah. afterwards because they have like maybe a staggered stop or something. Yeah. It has that. So I don't know why they did platforming. It was like a, just a bad choice. Yeah. Well, um, even uh, old school Prince of Persia, the 2D one was like that. Like there's run and jump and then you had like a certain stop. The, the original Prince of Persia, which Brodo scoped a lot of actions because I think it was one of the game devs like sons that yeah. he filmed. But the uh, yeah, they filmed it, it was like and jumping and a real work of art as much as. I don't know. It's it, a, it's Prince solid. of Persia: Sands of Time is like that's the best Prince of Persia. <laughs> See, I've never, I never played that one, but uh, yeah, Sands of Time is probably the only good Prince of Persia. <laughs> well, okay, Warrior Within was all right, and then uh, Two Thrones was okay, and then uh, I don't know why I just I and then real, they rebooted it. I have a real affinity for the uh, the, the old freaking like Mac OS two <laughs> D ones. 
They're um, good looking. And uh, and I never beat them. They were hard. Those were hard fucking games. Well, yeah, because everything kills you instantly. Everything kills you instantly. You have, like, lives, but then, like, you don't know where you're going. There's no map. You have to memorize everything. You ain't got the uh, dagger of time to rewind time. Yeah, no, you don't have that. Yeah, there's none of that. No, no, no modern amenities in those games. Um, yeah, I played a lot of weird games like that back in the day. I would like a remake of Sands of Time. I feel like, are we ever going to get one of those? Because I feel like they they were making those Prince of Persia games, but then they just kind of like, okay, now we're making Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that, that studio started making Assassin's Creed, and then Assassin's Creed became the breadwinner. Yeah. But then they did do, Assass- I mean, uh, Prince of Persia got a reboot, um, which was yeah. a cel-shaded game. Which isn't good, yeah. Uh, but there is a line in there of like, I had carpets this thick, uh, <laughs> and, and that line's pretty good. Um, and then, and then they did another Prince of Persia after that that was supposed to take place between I think two and three. Oh yeah. But it they used uh, what was his name? Um, who was. Who is the guy in the movie? Uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? In what movie? I keep wanting to call him Jared Leto, but it's not Jared Leto. What movie? It's the other one. In the Prince of Persia movie. Prince of Persia. Oh, shoot. Um, you know who I'm talking about. I know. I've never actually watched the movie, but I um, I can't place the name. Fuck. Um, I'm going to say it and you're going to be mad. I know I'm going to be mad. Um, fuck. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah, it, they, they made the character look like Jake Gyllenhaal. And... I don't know. It, it, I've heard it's all right, but it was like not really the return to fo- like. I don't think it sold well. Of course, I don't think a lot of people knew that was made. Jake Gyllenhaal, the bad guy from Spider Man, uh, Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what his name was in that movie. Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. I'm terrible with names. Ray Mysterio. That was a weird. No, he was not a wrestler. <laughs> I know. Ray Mysterio, the famous Spider-Man bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't ever. It's because of my childhood and watching a lot of WWF growing up that whenever I whenever I hear or see the word Mysterio, there's always like Ray pops into my head. Like I was the Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. So like in my head, Mysterio is just Ray Mysterio. <laughs> See, and the, the funniest thing is, can, can you guess the name of the Prince of Persia that had this character? Uh, You're going to laugh. What is, Something what is you can't remember. It's Forgotten Sands. Oh, my God. And it's a forgotten title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lo- look at this. I know this is great podcast content, but look at look at how bad this looks. It doesn't look great, no. For the audio listener, it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, compared to how the prince originally looked, they fucking, like, retooled him to look like a fucking douche. <laughs> it's bad. Everyone out there listening, it's bad. Just take my word. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I, I always kind of, like, part of me wanted to play it, because uh, I think it came out in the PS3 era. But, yeah, I mean, it's on PC and shit. It looks bad. Came out in 2010, so quite a while back, but... I don't know. I, I think Ubisoft should consider uh, bringing that franchise back in some capacity. Yeah, like, I think there's lots of things that should be brought back. <laughs> like I don't know, like Mass I, Effect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would also be fine with new IPs and shit. But yeah. I, I think Prince of Persia, like it, it's it kind of did the uh, the Spyro thing, where yeah. the first one, like, well, I, when I say the first one, I mean Sands of Time. But uh, Sands of Time was like the best one. 
and then Warrior Within was just like pretty good, but it did it got kind of weird. Yeah. And then like three was just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to be like the guy that's being like, oh, the things that we used to have were better than the new things, or like, or old old good new bad. Like I don't want to be that guy. Well, I, I just, just think that there's a lot of legitimate properties that I think should be still be get, should still be getting games or. They should be making some sort of effort because, like, some of these games, it's been, like, over a decade since we've gotten a game. Well, and imagine some of these with money behind it. Like, yeah. like once again, U- Ubisoft, like, when they made those original Prince of Persia games, they weren't a big company. No. Like, it wasn't until Assassin's Creed, like, really just... put them on the map. Yeah, like, took over and, like, literally Ubisoft is, like, built on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense why they would put one out every year. And, yeah. yeah. It, it's, I mean, they're playing with the big boys now. It, yeah. Quite literally. And now they have some 10 cent money behind them. Well, they they got all kinds of money behind yeah. them. They, they got, well, well, like they we got a lot of good franchises. That, that 10 cent money was uh, built on an agreement that 10 cent isn't allowed to buy anymore. So. Which is good. <laughs> they basically they allowed Tencent to invest in them and es- essentially secured themselves a way that they'll never be hostily taken over because Tencent owns just enough to pre- to prevent that from happening. <laughs> but Tencent can't buy more themselves. <laughs> and Ubisoft like rolled really weirdly, like because it was like, oh man, we got Assassin's Creed. That was a real banger. And then yeah. it was like, do a new Far Cry. Oh holy shit, that was a banger too. Yeah. Like, just that, like, one-two punch of, like, Assassin's Creed, like, Assassin's Creed 2, Far Cry, and... Assassin's uh, Creed 2, like, everyone loves that game so much so that they made, like, three games off of it. (laughs) And then Far Cry 3, I mean, that set the formula for all that, all of Far Cry now. And then, uh... I I wish that they would do more Blood Dragon. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the smart move. But who knows, they're... uh, Well, I feel like the... What was it? New Dawn was the last Far Cry. Yeah, was an was, attempt at doing like was, a Blood Dragon yeah, thing. Yeah, sort of. But it was like it was like the same exact map, but it was just like, post-apocalyptic because yeah. it was after the nukes went off. Yeah, I I didn't hear a ton of great things about that one. Yeah, but it, it the the thing though is I hear that but game get a, a lot of ire, game, so. and yeah, it was a forty dollar yeah. release, and then I it's like an OG not expansion. Even a, not even a month after that game launched, you could get it for twenty bucks. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That is like an That's, old school expansion. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I mean I can't fault them for that. I mean, you don't see actual expansions on games anymore. It's always DLC or or they just go to free to play and you can get the game for free, but then you're paying for microtransactions. See, and I mean like a lot of people dog on Ubisoft, which I mean fair enough in some capacities and some spaces but the uh like when they tried the when they they are still trying to do their crappy launcher (laughs) you play Uh, that's still around yep um but every time i go to launch my anno game i gotta launch you play and then i can launch anno well if you want to play play with the big boys that's they all have launchers (laughs) it's the big boys you gotta build yourself a launcher so you can launch your game into the stratosphere. Well, like... That's, I no, mean, that's the wrong type of launcher. Like Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda, Blizzard, like, you name it. They got a fucking launcher. Bethesda. Even Minecraft has a launcher. <sighs> but, and, like, obviously you, Ubisoft has a subscription service thing, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess if you play all those, sure. But, I don't know. They, they're at least now, like... Like they they're put they put Watch Dogs into a longer development to make sure it's like good, 
they uh, th- yeah. they're taking new pitches for like new real crazy games. Um, and I don't know. I th- I feel like Mario and Rabbids is like the main one I keep going back to in terms of like like wow what like what a thing to be made like Mario but it's XCOM yeah like and that's not it's not full of microtransactions or anything and the the DLC for it that there is the uh, the uh, Donkey Kong expansion that they made was like a whole kit like like it is like an old school expansion yeah. it's like a lot of content like it's yeah. at least two-thirds of the size of the game yeah just tacked on speaking of uh rabbits did you know that there's a vr rabbits like arcade experience no that's weird is it just a lot of plungers and shit it's literally like you sit in like a seat and it, like the seat kind of moves a little bit and you put on a legit HTC Vive, and it's like a roller coaster. That's weird. But you're in Rabbids. It's uh, they have it at the Pizza Ranch here. That's weird. The Rabbids got like, I think they've kind of gone away in some sense. But they were like insanely popular. Like, I think that first Rabbids game they did on the Wii uh sold more than any Rayman game oh, at really? the time. Wow. Well, because Rayman was in decline. Like yeah. Like all those 3D Rayman games were bad, and then they did they got lucky with Rayman Origins and then Rayman Legends. Like just they had two back to back good Rayman games. Yeah. Um, and I mean that Rayman Origins kind of reboot that like rebooted that franchise in a way. Yeah. Um, and now that team is working on uh. Uh, what's it called beyond good and evil the new oh, okay. beyond good and evil yeah uh which is once again another one of those ubisoft Pretty, games yeah. that we'll probably n- never see for a while yeah long <laughs> development cycle well who knows I, I i feel like it's probably been dumped back into the hopper to be like completely changed yeah now that they're like well we can't make it like any of our other things even though i i don't th- i think the Issues with the sales of Breakpoint had nothing to do with the boilerplate uh, Ubisoft formula. I think it was more so people just weren't ready for a new Breakpoint. Oh, yeah. Um, And, like, it was too soon after the first one, and we're at a time where... This is, like, worst-case scenario is, like, let's make an online game where everybody will play it and everybody has to dump hundreds of thousands of hours into the online. (laughs) But let's also release a new game every year. Yeah. Like, imagine imagine next year that we're heading into, imagine if Apex Legends 2 came out. Like, nobody would play it. Nobody would buy it. Yeah, yeah, imagine if if Overwatch 2 came out. I know, it's a bit... At least it's been a while since Overwatch 1, but I, I still think it's ridiculous to call it Overwatch 2 because it's... Not yeah, I was like, by then it'll be like three and a half years, four years, maybe. Yeah, it it'll be a while. Because it, it, like it, once, when Overwatch 2 comes out, Overwatch 1 launcher gets an update to update to all the new stuff. So it basically turns Overwatch 1 into Overwatch it, 2, it but turns, without the single player content. Exactly, yeah. It turns it it turns Overwatch 1 into Overwatch 2 Lite. And then you can pay some extra money to get the single player content. Like I said, I'm I'm holding judgment until I know what that cost. Because like Overwatch yeah, 1 was only 40 bucks. It would be insane. Imagine they call they they charge more for it. Like oh, oh no, I don't even want to think a about A full that. 60 for for pve yeah for in my opinion probably gonna be a pretty half-baked pve you know what i tell people to just go play titanfall 2 yeah which is given which is coming out the ps plus free game for december yeah so if you're playstation plus go that unlocks on next tuesday and what monster energy motocross yep monster (laughs) energy motocross so you can double down on that monster if you 
get <laughs> Monster Death Energy Strand. Motocross and Death Stranding. Um, you know, I saw you know that cat meme that won't die. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is the uh, sour looking cat face. Um, yeah. <laughs> That, so the the meme I saw was they photoshopped Sam's face over the lady yelling, and it was Sam telling me that there's BTs nearby, and the cat was me drinking another can of Monster. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of how I feel playing that game. I I don't know if you know this, but he has a canteen that turns anything put into it into Monster. That's great. That's what I want, <laughs> except for game fuel. It's like, I want to put water like, into a canteen and turn fuck? it into game fuel. Oh, that. That's it's so great. ridiculous. I love that. There's there's a lot of cool weird things about that. I think I honestly play the more I play of Death Stranding, the more I'm like, this is a real Justin game. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited to play it because like everything I see about it, I'm like, this is the type of game I want to play. It's like got crazy Justin sci-fi bullshit in there. I know. It's got it. like dumb gameplay loops that I know you're kind of like <laughs> into. <laughs> Yeah. And like then it's guy, got weird construction building, and fabrication. Yeah. The guy building freaking zip lines that takes him five hours to, t- that he would have just normally crossed that area in about an hour. <laughs> Took him five hours to build a zip line. I so gotta he build can, the zip line. <laughs> so, he can, so he can do it in 10 minutes instead. This is for the other peeps. <laughs> this is for me for the next two weeks until the. Until it gets destroyed <laughs> by the time fall. Oh, God. Oh, God. Can you. So those things that get destroyed, can you go back and repair them before they're destroyed? Or. I think you would have to them? walk back out there and just build a new one. Oh, okay. I so don't like, think there's you can, no, like, like, repair it. There's no, like, quick way to be like, go back and be like, oh, I just want to put some resources into repairing this. You I, gotta... I don't think so, but I'm not far enough to build roads. But I am, <laughs> like, far enough that I've laid, like, ropes for people and stuff. Um, but look at you laying ropes. But yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> spraying ropes all over the map. My blood ropes, <laughs> which is actually what they are. I'm not. For those of you who haven't played it, I'm <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no satire about this game. Everything we say is factual about this. Game. It sounds absurd, but it's completely true. My my blood grenades which are real, and the, the the poop grenades, which I have, but I haven't used. <laughs> oh, um, man. Jeez, but... That good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. But yeah, I think I, I had a rope that was about to disappear, and I think I just... It, I don't know, it just told me it was about to disappear. I didn't go back out to it, but I would think I would just have to go out there and leave another rope, because I don't have a way to, like, repair ropes. Yeah, that's true. Bri- bridges, I think, if they dissolve the uh, platform, will still be there, and other people can donate to it to build a new bridge. Oh, okay. So I think they can donate resources. Huh. Um, but I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. Despite it sounds yeah, like I've played a lot, I haven't like experimented with all that stuff. And it's a long ass game. Like we said, like it's like sixty hours for a typical playthrough of this game. Well, and I can't even construct a lot of stuff right now. I can only do like ladders, bridges, ropes. Yeah. I I, I don't. I I can't even build roads yet. I can't. I have two trikes that I can make. I have a a regular one which I can like put uh, some some equipment on, but not a whole lot. And then I have a long distance one which I can't put anything on, but it can. It has like double the battery. <laughs> which yeah, I don't like having stamina and like it, I don't know. It's all. It's such a weird game, um, in a cool way. And the story is like super convoluted and weird. Uh, like. But somehow still not as weird as Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Less convoluted somehow? Less convoluted than Kingdom Hearts. It's amazing. Better than Kingdom Hearts. It, it, 
<laughs> yeah. It, it feels like just better structured and the the cinematography, like, well, would it even be cinematography? I think so, because but, a lot of video games employ um, like the same. The like s- camera techniques yeah, and camera, camera tricks. Same camera techniques and tricks as uh, film. Um, or even a lot of, I know like even animated films employ camera tricks, like real life camera tricks. Like I've seen some full on like analysis on people like companies like Pixar going out of their way to replicate specific lenses inside their 3D animation. Hmm. It's just insane stuff. That's weird, but I guess that makes sense. But yeah, we'll just say, we'll say cinematography, even though. (laughs) feel there has to be like a different term because i i and mostly when i come to that i think of uh god of war because god of war was a single shot like and yeah. that means like no cuts from the player camera which is insane yeah <laughs> um but yeah there anyway with the the cinematography is great like all, all the cutscenes just seem really well composed and like everything seems cool and mysterious and i feel that's that's both this game's like greatest asset and biggest detriment because like i think the weirdness and everything being so in the shadows is what's great about it when you're like what is this what's going on what the fuck are like all these things are weird but the more you know about it the less like it it kind of reveals itself and then it's not as cool yeah um so yeah i guess like it really has a lot of mystique to it is always the word i come back to for that yeah um and with that. who knows, maybe I'll end up hating this by the end of it because it's <laughs> like my, its explanation might be the stupidest thing ever, but I don't know. Who knows? I sim- maybe it will all be a dream. Maybe we're all a dream of the baby. You you wake maybe up. Maybe we're all the dream of the BB. You wake up at the end. Maybe you don't wake up. Maybe you're born at the end. You're born and you're <laughs> sitting in front of Facebook. God. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who knows? Or maybe you're... Uh, you wake up and then you get fired from your job and you're Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an allegory for Hideo Kojima's it's life. A, and you're like, wow, that really does beat you over the head with the <laughs> the story. Oh God. Camera camera one. pans out of your of a brain and into a pitch meeting and you're pitching the game Dust Strand. <laughs> <laughs> and you zoom out and outside the building you see Konami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like I I have no idea where this story's going, what the fuck's going on, and yeah, I like that part of it. Um, well, I suppose you should probably take a break here. Yeah, talking yeah. for a while. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the community engagement segment, which is a good one this week. Hey guys, this is Lisa Monahan. And this is Andy Claude Filter. And we are the hosts of 90s Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things from the 90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases and you vote online to say who wins. Twister versus Independence Day? Twister, obviously. Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins? Nirvana, duh. Bubble Jug versus Doritos 3D? That's a hard pass, neither. Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, welcome back to the podcast, and we're jumping right into community engagement. And this week, um, so Phil Spencer had some somewhat harsh things to say about VR gaming, um, I mean, slightly taken out of context with the headlines, but essentially he said that Project Scarlet will not be VR focused because nobody is asking for it. 
in reality, what he was saying is that, like, there's already options for people who want VR, and it doesn't seem that the people that are buying Xboxes or playing Xbox games are specifically people that are begging for VR on the Xbox platform specifically. So there isn't, like, much of a demand for it coming from within um, people who buy Xboxes. So he doesn't see kind of why they would put money into it. But, I mean, obviously that could change with uh, depending on how much uh, Sony puts into P- PSVR for the PlayStation 5. Because, um, I mean, the more they do that, the more kind of public interest they're going to create and push it more. Um, but uh, so I asked on Twitter, what what do you think? What are your honest honest thoughts on the current state and future of VR? Um, so first and foremost, uh, our very own LGA Code responded saying, I have an issue with seeing VR in any depth. It just feels like a screen that's really close to my eyes. Despite that, even I am asking for VR. Nobody wants to deliver because people are fickle. And if it's not literally another world beamed into your brain, it's not good enough. Uh, We need baby steps and more people need to buy into VR. It's come a long way, but the progress is will slow down if it doesn't get enough interest or funding. If you all want your sci-fi full body immersion, got to help build it. Team effort, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Team, Come on, guys. Team effort. Um. So um, my response to him on Twitter here is uh, VR is extremely important for the future of not only gaming, but tech in general, but it shouldn't rely on public adoption. All the cool cutting edge stuff will almost always be behind curtains in an industrial setting. I feel like costs still need to come down for public adoption. We're getting closer and closer with the wireless stuff and not needing a super powerful PC to run VR applications. But even the cheap good sets cost as much as a whole console. Like when you bought your PSVR, how much was that again? Two fifty, I think. Yeah, I think what you could probably get on sale for two hundred now, maybe less. Yeah, two hundred to thirty. I mean, mine mine was bundled with some games, but yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, like you're still like that's the cost of like a console these days. I mean, with the current gen consoles anyway, and maybe a little bit less. But I mean, it's still like it's, it's a significant. It it almost doubles the cost of buying a console. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's nothing to say a peripher- peripheral can't be made later. That, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not saying like Xbox won't get into it at all, but it just seems like when you're looking at public adoption for VR, you're looking at a lot of money for people to invest in. They're essentially doubling the money they're putting down on a console that they already don't want to spend a lot on. Yeah, well, and it, I mean, something like that is what initially put Xbox behind because yeah. it being bundled with Kinect made it inherently like $100 more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so like if you if you look at, let's say, it's probably going to be around 500 bucks for an X, the next Xbox and you look at adding another $250 on top of that, so you're going to drop 750 bucks. And then also, like, if you want to play with friends, you got to buy another probably $60 controller. You're going to be buying games. I mean, you're going to be spending almost a thousand bucks for a console if you're wanting to want to do VR and have games and controllers. I mean, controllers aren't cheap either. (laughs) We have another response here from Shart Select Podcast at Shart Select Pod. I think it should at least be an option if it's not the main focus, kind of like the PSVR is. I wasn't sold on VR until I had a go at a high-end arcade ver- uh had a go at a high-end arcade version and it's definitely changed my mind on how um immersive VR is. Um and my response was that it's pretty cool but space requirements for the best experience limits a lot of people. Um and then they said not everybody has to get it. There should still be an option. I and I I kind of agree with it but I 
like I don't fault Microsoft for not wanting to do it right away. I mean, I honestly think Microsoft is taking the right approach. Well, he, he uh, another thing he also said specifically in his quote is that he's like he's saying that like people that want to go for VR experiences, they're going to PC. That's true. They're they're going for well, they're going either a few places yeah. of like the Oculus Quest, which is standalone. They're buying those or they're paying high premiums for the, like the big sets yeah something like the, the index or yeah. any of these other things that are light boxes very up. yeah yeah just very premium type stuff or they're playing the psvr if they want if they want a budgeted one and they're yeah. already on playstation exactly but they're not gonna you're not what you're not gonna do is if you have a playstation or playstation vr for that matter you're not going to buy an xbox vr just to play xbox experiences i think yeah. this is them almost sitting back and being like we're letting sony take this one yeah. for now because it's uh, it's too experimental right now it's i i don't know i like i said i i have had some decent experiences with vr but i don't i i keep thinking back to microsoft with the connect yeah and i don't know they're they not got burned on the connect that's for sure th- and they're just not they're not great when it comes to tech like that and it, it r&d for that stuff is very expensive yeah like making and putting out peripherals is very expensive well the 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 sad thing is that the tech for it actually is pretty solid it's just that the implementation is odd um because like the connect stuff is actually really cool like the actual tech behind it and how it works with identifying up uh, players in a space using like dots of infrared light. Until is... Milo comes out, it's the connect was never anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, if you don't know, Milo was a a game being made by Peter Molyneux that was like <laughs> a kid named Milo yeah. who you could like throw stuff to him and whatnot. But yeah, it never came out. It never saw the light of day. Yeah, that's why the connect died. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tsunami Hub at Anime with RJ says our answer and opinion with Sword Art Online and Ready Player One having done the VR thing, it's hard to look at regular VR the same way. Movies and anime have raised the VR bar so high it's hard to meet that level of expectation. Um, sort of, yeah, I I agree with that in a way, but like that's I mean movies kind of like set the bar high for everything, um, <laughs> for anything they do. Um, I, I think that, uh, like we have to work on getting there and we can't just expect it to be that way. I mean, like the whole, like the, the weird, like treadmill thing in ready player one, that's a real thing that's in development. Um, but the level of like what they're showing, like an anime, like an anime, like, like trapped in the video game genre anime, like that's like straight up, like what I was saying the other week. Like, where they're basically, like, reading direct direct synapse control. Like, that's... You're plugging a computer into your brain for those types of things. Like, of course we're not there yet. I say yet. (laughs) Uh, We're not in Ghost in the Shell yet. That's the future. What I keep saying is it's Ghost in the Shell. Um, So, yeah, the bar is set pretty high, and people kind of set their expectations pretty high because of what they see on TV and what they uh read and whatnot um but a lot of people dismiss it before they ever even try because they're like oh there's no way that can be anything close to what what it's like but then you see like the demos where they, they put someone on a headset or they put a headset on someone and suddenly they're standing on a board that's hanging off the side of a building and then they suddenly like they they, they get down on their knees because they like get that instant vertigo so i mean vr is a really cool tech 
Um, just needs more work to bring the cost down, I think. Uh, the ca- the Canuckonomicon at Canuckonomicon says, until VR, can, uh, until VR can move to a fully immersive experience where you do more than stand in one spot, it's going to have an uphill battle and be limited to novelty games and weird indie games. And I said, yeah, the way our VR is now, it's just a, bo- a bunch of boutique in uh, experiences, which, I mean, it remains to be seen what Half-Life Alex will do for VR gaming, because supposedly it's a full-ass game. Who knows? Let's see. Oh, our old friend Gamer Scrooge at Gamer Scrooge says, I haven't asked once for it. <laughs> well, yep, that's all I got on that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We have one more good one here. Gamer Scrooge likes old school. The old school games. Or I guess they're <coughs> they're new. They're just on regular Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forced consent with Twisted Peckers? What? Um, at Twisted Pecker PC. That's an interesting tag. Um, you guys sure are on a VR kick lately. I Honestly, I believe that VR has a spot in the gaming space. And we'll continue to have a spot, especially with wireless headsets such as the Quest coming out. I'd say it's in early development compared to consoles and PC game, but it's a lot of fun to strap on one of those headsets and take a ride. And yes, we are on a VR kick. It's, there's a lot of VR news lately, um, so I've just been tweeting about it. Um, it, they also said, I don't see VR as a viable option for streamers, and I can't see it in esports anytime soon, but as far as gaming in and of itself... I would say VR has its place. Uh, as far as like VR, like producing video content, I kind of brought up Giant Bomb because they've lamented over the years about producing video content for VR games being very difficult. And I couldn't even imagine like a streamer having to do it. Like, how do you even do that as a streamer? Like, you have to take the headset off to do anything because you can't interact with the stream at all while you have a headset on. You're just isolating yourself. Like, you would need to have a second person there to, like, man the chat if you were doing that. I don't know. All that's weird. Yeah. You could just... I don't know. I don't like, have would a solution. You, like, if you, were, if you were doing VR streaming, like, do you have, like, a camera set up, like, showing, like, you as a person with the headset on and then, like, have, like... A screen capture of like the your screen, your screen, but even that's weird because like it's a much wider aspect than like typical. Like, do you crop it? Like, do you do you force crop? It's it's weird stuff. It's yeah, it's very difficult. I don't know. I hate streamers. <laughs> hey, I have a streamer. If Ninja's not doing it, who cares? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's all the more reason to do it because it's something Ninja's not. If all I can do is shit on Ninja, that's a good time. <laughs> if they make a game that's just shit on Ninja, I'll play it. Um, and then they responded, absolutely, regular video content may be difficult, but it's a way better option here. The only, but uh, the only thing I could see that might make streaming an option would be if they integrated chat into what you would see somehow. But even then, that's that takes away from the immersion. And then I said, but at the same time, that could be like a cool-ass Iron Man HUD. <laughs> and then they say, okay, you're on to something here. <laughs> so moral of the story is if you're going to stream, they got to have some sort of Iron Man HUD for you to, to control the stream while you're inside the headset. So Jarvis? Like, yeah, you need Jarvis. Jarvis is dead, though. Jarvis, but before he became a man. You need Friday. Friday's <laughs> the new one. That's it for community engagement. Um, I like that yeah. Rebecca Black became an AI. 
it's fried. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, Which is unfortunate that uh, when we're recording this, it's like almost quote unquote Rebecca Black Friday. <laughs> uh, which was like a commercial like a million years ago. That was that was like a funnier die sketch, wasn't it? I think so. Like they like because they did like a whole thing about it. Like they got her on board and they did like a whole bunch of like Rebecca Black related things just so that they could just like do pull that gag off on Rebecca Black Friday. Oh jeez! It was just a whole day of them releasing Rebecca Black skits. <laughs> Rebecca Black Friday. Oh boy. Yeah, uh, so VR is pretty cool. I like VR. I wish I had the space for it, though. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's expensive. Um, I got something better for you. It's just called R. It's just fucking reality. Reality. <laughs> it's way cooler. Fuck reality. <laughs> you think I play games to do reality? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I play, I play Death Stranding so I can <laughs> walking simulator. Man. And when I say walking, I mean walking Phoenix simulator. I- <laughs> And by that, I mean, the I'm going to go shoot up a movie theater simulator. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 the podcast is canceled, guys. <laughs> the FBI is knocking Which- now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. No. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> okay, Let's move on to some news. It, there, I, I already mentioned top news to you, uh, what we would cover, but then I remembered something else. Um, Bobby Bobby Kotick, um, CEO of Activision, is out here saying, games are not a platform for my political views. It sounds like uh, Bobby Kotick's trying to be one of those uh, anti-political and video game nimbies, in which he's saying, my games aren't political, but they are. <laughs> All games, games have a message of some kind, and if you have a message, you're political. It's, I, I just think it's crazy for him. Uh, CEO of Activision, when the Call of Duty that just came out, came out, and he's out here saying, my games aren't political. My games aren't political, where it's really rah-rah America, oh, and you can kill a baby. And also, like, Russia, and, uh, like, very, like, parallel, draws a, drawing a lot of parallels to, like, what's happening <laughs> In politics today, but my video games aren't political, you guys. Like, uh, I, why are they even stating this? And like, also like, like even, what value? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Overwatch Two. Like, I mean, it's it's Blizzard, but it's still Activision and them doing what they did. But then also doing things like parading around the fact that a character that they have is gay. Like, that's whether they say it or not that's still a political message Um, oh only when it's only political when we want it to be when it's a boon for us but when it's a detriment to us we're not political i i remember seeing a thing on the hard drive hangout that was like my games aren't or they keep keep politics out of game starter pack and it was like stuff like watchdogs and assassin's creed (laughs) and and like basically games that were like the most political games ever (laughs) (laughs) oh jeez. Oh man, yeah, it was. It's bad. Well, it's just such a it, this whole like non no politics in games is like such a fucking joke. But I, I don't know, I don't know why anybody's stating that they're like apolitical in some sense. Uh, but then I think of uh, uh, the uh, Obsidian. They wanted to, which granted, I think they're a far cry from actually getting there all the way. But they want to represent all views. So yeah. they want to be like, hey, you want to be a giant piece of shit? <laughs> you be the biggest, best, dumb piece of shit you can be. You want? <laughs> yeah. It, so, like, one of his things here is that he's saying, 
The chief executive of Activision Blizzard has said video games are no place for political views, or more specifically, his. Um, so there was an interview on CNBC with him, and towards the end of the interview, they asked him about the whole political issues like Hong Kong and all that stuff. And he said that the company's ability to gather large audiences around entertainment products through which you can communicate, make it comparable to Facebook, but emphasize that Activision is focused purely on video games. No, what does that even mean? That's a, such <laughs> a nothing they're, statement. They're focused on money making. That's or what they're focused, focused on. On video games. Yeah. <laughs> which say apparently, apparently he wants video games to not be taken seriously as an art form because all art, <laughs> or in this case, movies, Do you want to music, hear everything, has political politics, beliefs, thoughts in it. You want to hear the 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 full the, the actual quote? Here? Yeah, yeah, I do. We're not the operator of the world's town halls. We're the operator of the communities that allow you to have fun through the lens of a video game. <laughs> like, there's so what? much like word salad in that sentence. The fun of a video game. The funnel. Oh god. My responsibility is to make sure that our communities feel safe, secure, comfortable, and satisfied, and entertained. That doesn't convey to me the right to have a platform for a lot of uh, uh, political views, I don't think. I think my responsibility is to satisfy our audience and our stakeholders, our employees, our shareholders. And you fucked up because you know what? You didn't make Fortnite. (laughs) But I think there are a lot of... uh, But I think there are some business people who are incredible examples of character and integrity and principle and have what you see... And have what you see are the great attributes of leadership. And I think that they are incredibly inspiring for me. But I think, you know, they do have the right to articulate views and visions and voices about government and policy and politics. And I love engaging with those people. What is that? What's the point of that whole sentence? I, I, I mean, and this is such a like, it's just a joke. Because even like, let, let's look at, uh, let's look at something you wouldn't even think has like, quote unquote, politics in it like mario and it's like mario is such just a like fucking dumb hero story yeah and like little boy hero like boy saves girl and it's like at the end of the day that there's still politics in that like (laughs) yeah and i mean some of the stuff they've been doing with like peach and making her more her own character yeah and like just all that stuff like even bowser and the treatment of like all those characters treating each other and kind of almost into Wreck-It Ralph territory of like, just because I'm bad guy doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. Is like thanks Zangief. Yeah, like really, memetic of like the Mario message. And I don't know, it, it, like, which if any company was gonna say like, hey, our games aren't political, you'd think it'd be Nintendo. But they're right? like, even their games have some form of like politics, like underlying all of it, as much as. As much as they're, well, recently Miyamoto, which this might be other news, but Miyamoto said, like, essentially, we're we're not close to becoming the Disney of, like, Japan in a way. Yeah. Um, but that was, like, like, Disney has politics. Oh, yeah, totally. And, like, all their weird, like, moral messaging and their utopianistic views <laughs> that are yeah. just littered through all their media. Yeah, especially if you're watching that Disney Plus, that Imagineering documentary is so yeah. much, so very much like Disney propaganda, but it's such a good docu series. Well, well, and like I said, Nintendo is that way too. Of like, 
similar morals of like all these like be good and like do good things to other people and like yeah like just usually very like pro messaging without showing any of the negative stuff yeah but once again that that's politics at the end of the day politics i mean yeah but uh fucking activision what a bunch of what a big piece of shit i've never liked bobby kotick that guy's a douche no joke i mean i just i i've like always hated activision like with a fucking passion which by extension means but i they, hate vigilante 8 but yeah they published <laughs> i was just gonna say they published vigilante 8 they've published so many games that i love and it makes me so angry way back in the day uh, a lot of them are just like old yeah old because i mean they're old good new bad <laughs> Well, Activision is like, as much as, once again, I said Ubisoft is like the house that Assassin's Creed built, like Activision might as well, like despite having several other titles under their belt before this happened, but they're, they're the house of Call of Duty. Like without Call of Duty, they wouldn't be anybody. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Call of, Call of Duty 4 really kind of, I mean, Call of Duty 4 and the original Halo, like just prolific games in the, in the shooter sphere. It's just, uh. I, I just wish a, I don't know, I, I, I just find it bizarre that the, those companies have as much clout as they do, like yeah. Activision, versus like some of the older companies, which I think should have more clout, but don't, um, like Cap, Capcom, because even like, yeah. I don't, uh, Monster Hunter Worlds is uh, currently Capcom's best-selling game ever, and I, I think it doesn't even come close to even like the <laughs> worst-selling Call of Duty. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, we should probably move on to the next topic here. That one's kind of came out of left field because I almost completely forgot about that particular subject. But uh, let's talk about the Cybertruck. So the poly (laughs) polygonal. Yeah. So what everyone's calling is like a PlayStation One model of a truck or something you would draw when you're in elementary school. Something you would drive in Death Stranding. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but maybe my opinion is unpopular, but I think it looks cool as fuck. <laughs> I think it looks kind of cool. It's, it's, and this is the, and the funny thing is two days before they unveiled this thing, I was arguing with one of my friends cause we were, we were talking about electric vehicles and, um, I was like, and I, I can't remember exactly what sparked this, but we were talking about like the looks of vehicles. Oh, it's because fucking Ford unveiled their shitty ass looking Mustang SUV. That's electric. You see that? No. See that ugly shit. It's, it's an electric vehicle that they're calling an SUV, but it's really a crossover. So it's like a small SUV and it's branded as a Mustang. It's four doors. What fucking Mustang is for? What the fuck? And then he was arguing with me like, "Well, they did a they did a concept car for uh one of the sh- one of the uh car shows way back in like the 70s or 80s or something. So it still tracks that a Mustang can have four doors." I'm like, "But that was a concept. Concepts don't mean shit. It's not an actual production model of a Mustang. Anything can be a concept." Yeah, I was like, "You could they could bang a bunch of shit together and call it a Mustang and bring it to a car show and say it's a concept. I mean, it doesn't mean it is a Mustang. Like, you can't just judge something being a Mustang just because they brought it to a car show and unveiled it as the Mustang concept. I don't think it counts until it goes into production. And it I, never, I agree. It never went into production as a four-door vehicle at any point in its history. And so now they're unveiling this electric thing. They're like, yeah, it's a Mustang, but it's electric and it has four doors and it's an SUV. It's like, it's not a fucking Mustang. It's an electric vehicle that you're just trying to, you're pulling an EA. 
You're slapping Bioware's name on every game so that you can... You're slapping the Mustang brand. You're dragging the Mustang brand through the mud because the Mustang, it was way down here. It was way down low. Now it's way up on top. People love those Mustangs. They they never... I mean, it, they not a lot of people liked them in the 80s and the 90s were kind of... And the 2000s, it kind of went up. But, man, they got real popular. They're real nice looking um, in the late... The, uh, starting in, like, the 2010s. Um, the latest models are just real good looking. And they're still, like, in that affordable range for a sports car. Yeah, but why would you want that when you can have the sweet, angular <laughs> goodness of a Tesla Cybertruck? Well, hold on. We're, we're getting there. So <laughs> we got, and we were in this argument over electric cars. And I'm like, well, and they're just, they're doing this because they want to, they want it to look like a weird future car. They're making it look like this dumb thing that's kind of from the future in a weird, sleek way. Like, every, for some reason... Almost everything that's electric in a vehicle form has to look like it's from the future in or, or different. It lo- has to look different than any per- uh, other car. Has to look like it's from Blade Runner. <laughs> and and I'm like, I just know that like they're going to come out, Tesla or some other company, and there are other companies working on electric cars already or electric trucks. Um, they're going to come out with a truck. And it's going to look nothing like any other pickup truck just because they're going to be like, it has to look different because it, it's electric. It's for no reason. Um, and two days later, the Cybertruck comes out. Hell yeah. And I mean, I'm still on board with it, but like it proved my argument right that they they can't just come out and be like, this is an electric truck and it just looks like a truck. It has to look like some crazy, angular, sleek thing from the future. I don't think sleek's the right word. Um, smooth. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, this doesn't look sleek. Not sleek, but uh, like futuristic. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, angular. <laughs> it's angular for sure. Um, industrial is. Industri- it looks very yeah. industrious. Yeah. Um, and the whole the idea of this thing too, and I can kind of when they describe the uh, the design of it, I can kind of see how how and why. Like basically, the frame of this car. The battery and all that stuff is on the bottom. And then the frame of the car is like an exoskeleton rather than like how cars are traditionally like a frame with um, like fiberglass built around the uh, the outside of it to give it the shape it is. Um, This is actually like it's like a bug. It's like a bug in the form of vehicle because it has an exoskeleton like all the structural parts of the car or on the outside um and uh <clears throat> and so then that opens up more room on the inside to where this car i mean this truck it looks smaller than most other like tr- traditional pickups but like the inside is like the size of like the biggest pickup tr- truck you can buy because of all the room they freed up with the way the truck is designed um and then they they unveiled like the steel that they're using and it is like unbreakable so they like <laughs> They hit the they hit the door with a sledgehammer to show that it couldn't even it couldn't even be dented. And then the window wouldn't roll. And and then the and uh, then they're they're showing off like the uh, strength of the windows. And they they had another window that they dropped a ball a big like metal ball on and it like didn't break. And they're like, well now now let's do the one that's on the car. And then they threw a metal ball at the the window on the on the truck and it like it didn't shatter but it like it it it, it did the whole. It, I mean not. What do they call it when it like it shatters, but it doesn't like go through? I don't know, I don't know if it's. I don't think. Like, I don't think it's technically a shatter, but um, yeah. So that happened, and they came back saying that basically what happened is because because the door was hit with the sledgehammer, it like broke something underneath that that or it, it something underneath got damaged that made it so that the um, support for the window wasn't 
correct, and that's what <laughs> allowed it to shatter. I don't know. Well, don't go smashing it was <laughs> Yeah. But uh I don't know. I, I I'm on board with this and and there's they're reporting like crazy. Like at this point there's like over two hundred and fifty thousand pre orders for this. Whoa. Um, but here's the kicker. Uh, traditionally, when you go to pre-order a new Tesla model, you have to put a thousand bucks down for the truck. You only got to put down a hundred bucks. That, and it's, that's like not. And what? it's and it's refundable. Okay. So you could just go and like, okay, I'll put a hundred bucks down and get my name in the list. And if I feel like I don't want it later on, I can just re- get it refunded. How much do these trucks cost? Base. They look. They're saying that the base model will be thirty nine thousand nine hundred. Oh, well, that's actually not bad. It, right? Like for a truck? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was I was going around and I was I did some price checking and I was comparing like models of pickup trucks um like trying to match up feature to feature. So like I wasn't just being like okay, here's the base model of the Tesla versus like the cheapest possible Ram I can get. The cheapest possible Ram you can get is like $22,000 or something like that for a brand new one. Um, but if you look at like the Tesla truck, so like the, the Tesla truck, it's four doors. It has the same room in the cab as a crew cab, which is more expensive. Um, it has like a six and a half foot bed, which is like the longest bed you can get on a truck most of the time. Um, typically even with a crew cab, you end up with like a five foot bed because like if you get the long bed, your truck is long. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a bitch to park when you got a long truck. So, and then like trying to match up like kind of like the interior specs, it's just like you, you line it up and a Tesla is a few thousand dollars more than a Ram specced out to be comparable to what the Tesla offers. But even then the Tesla still offers more because then it has all the fancy Tesla shit that you don't get in other vehicles. Does it got that, uh, ludicrous speed, bud? I think it does actually. Um, they're saying like it can go zero, like the top. The, the highest engine you can get for this or engine the highest like tier motor you can get with this will do zero to 60 in like four four and a half seconds god damn in a pickup truck that's god insane damn. it's fucking insane but yeah so i know a lot of people are hating on this pickup truck but i mean it's got a lot of uh a lot of people signing up for pre-orders um i mean when i'm looking for a when i'm like in the market for a new truck which will be probably by the time this is out i mean it might be an option for me just because of the fact that it's within the price range i mean it and it could even be that it never hits that price point it could come out and be like actually we gotta sell it for like sixty thousand dollars sorry oh jeez. but um i hope not Not but like I'm buying one, but the next cheapest, I because I looked around, the next cheapest um, electric truck coming to market. It's the, the same year, 2021. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's another company that is backed by Amazon. So I mean, you're gonna give Jeff Bezos money? Fuck <laughs> no. But uh, this the other the other truck that that's the closest possible in price to the Tesla truck, um, and it's like fifty two thousand dollars starting. So I mean, a whole twelve thousand dollars more. More than what they're saying that Cybertruck will cost it's at its base. Changer. Um, then there's another one I saw that's looking to start around seventy five thousand. Then there's like this one called the B two, the Bollinger B two, starts at one hundred fifteen thousand. So it's like Tesla's looking to try to bring something that people can actually buy, and people are hating on him. Like this truck is expensive; it's only for rich people. It's like when's the last time you looked at the price of a truck? You must not have looked at a truck recently because they're fucking expensive. They're practically luxury vehicles now. Um. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that I've talked to with trucks are always just like, oh, I paid like 60k for mine. I'm like, it's ridiculous. Kind of 
job do you have where you can just drop 60k on a vehicle? It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, like your payments for something like that's like 600 bucks a month. It's insane. Like, and this sucks because I kind of need a truck. Um, it's like you can get like a sedan or you can get a crossover or a v- SUV and get like the same features that a truck has for way cheaper. But it's like you, the thing you miss out on is you don't have the truck bed, so you can't haul anything. You can't move big objects. Uh, so it sucks. But uh, also, like, there's, and going back to other electric vehicles, so Ford is working on an electric truck as well. They're working on an electric version of the F-150, and it looks pretty much just like an F-150. Um, but, I mean, it's like, like with all electric trucks, they always got to have, like, blue lights everywhere for some reason. It's like, this is an electric, it's blue. Um <laughs> They haven't announced any price on it yet. Um, General Motors is looking to um, do a, or they're they're working on an electric vehicle, but they haven't, or they they're working on an electric truck, but they haven't uh, actually announced anything yet, other than that the fact that they are. I don't even think that the, actually I don't think they've announced that they are. It's just like people looking at the money that they're spending and seeing that they have a certain amount of money allocated to development of a, of any electric truck. So they just haven't really talked about it. So that's happening. But you know, like those ones are going to be like super expensive just based off of how much a Ford F-150 already costs anyway. you are like, oh yeah, the electric one, just take that price and double it. Oh, geez. No. <laughs> yeah, $60,000 truck, $120,000 <laughs> to get it electric. <laughs> you want a big old battery in there? Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> Unless you're in the stranding verse, then you can get the long distance that has two batteries, <laughs> but you can't put any gear in the back. Oh no! Oh <laughs> no. uh, yeah, but yeah, people are like, "Oh, it's a pl- it's a PS One car." It's like, eh, I mean, it works. It's unique. Like, it's 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 one hundred percent of this is that it's gonna attract people's eyes when they see it on the road. That's the whole reason behind this. You're gonna be turning heads. Yep, it, it's a head turner. <laughs> Oh, boy. But, I don't know, do you have any other thoughts about the Tesla truck before we move on? No, I don't. Okay. So, Google Stadia came out, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but Rocky, Rocky Launch. Um, I got mine sitting right next to me. I haven't gotten a chance to use it yet because of the holidays being as busy as they are. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to plug it in and really get uh, acquainted with mine. But now I'm kind of afraid to do that because there's people reporting that... Uh, um, playing like using the stadia app or whatever um on the chromecast because it's just a chromecast with um specific firmware that can't be downloaded it's just what comes on the chromecast that allows the stadia stuff to work it's installed with the stadia software um people reporting that their uh chromecasts are getting pretty hot getting pretty hot they're pretty hot burning a hole through your tv yeah not good. I don't want to burn up. I don't. I don't need a fire in my living room for the holidays. Google. It's the last thing I want to have. <laughs> you know what? Uh, this is a way of causing another plague. <laughs> you know, it's the way of weeding out the weak amongst the gamers. If you, if you're an early, <laughs> if you're an early Stadia adopter, <laughs> they kill you off. <laughs> Sounds like the opposite of what should happen. <laughs> Um, They're like, you know what? If you want to pony up the money to have a non-console, you ought to just be dead. (laughs) So one of the things that kind of make me uh, upset with maybe the reporting or the gaming community in general is the fact that everyone's calling this a launch. And it's always been said from the beginning, this isn't the official launch. It's like an early access. They've always said from the beginning, this is like you're buying a early access thing. They never said this is like, 
this is the real deal. This is the official Stadia launch. Though it's, it is a soft launch. It's yeah, it's it's a launch of sorts, but it's not like the launch. And so people are like, I mean, I, maybe they should have had some better messaging about it um, to make it more clear. Just like, hey, warning, not everything's going to, like, from the beginning, they should have been like, not everything's going to be available when this launches. Yeah, but I, I always, like, I don't know, this becomes a, a me thing, I guess. But especially in terms of hardware, more so than in the software space. But if you have an actual, factual, physical object, if you're able to get that, it's launched <laughs> in some capacity. Yeah, but... Like, like I said, soft launch is the more apt term. Yeah, because this is weird because it's not even a... Like, yeah, there's the controller, but it's not even like... I mean, it's just a Chromecast with firmware. I mean, those Chromecasts already exist. It's just a web browser that your game is playing in. Um, <laughs> it's, that's all it is. Um, but I mean, there's reports that like games that are supposed to be streaming in 4k aren't being, um, done in 4k. And they're even saying like, even though stuff isn't done in 4k, like, um, it's like the, the stadium itself is consuming like 20 gigs an hour of data. So like if you're on any, yeah, yeah. So like if you're on any sort of like bandwidth limited internet plan, like if you have Comcast caps, yeah, like if you have Comcast and you have that one, like that, that one terabyte a month data cap, like you're fucked with stadia. We're 20 gigs an hour. (laughs) It's how is that even possible? Like, luckily we don't have that issue here. We don't have data caps caps with spectrum yeah we have slow internet well i mean that's the trade-off we have slow upload i mean you can you can get gigabit internet here you just don't get great upload speeds still it's like it's not exactly the same you can get you can get i think 960 gigs down 35 up (laughs) like i don't know why it can't just be five up yeah i don't know why it can't just be equal but yeah it's fucking horrid yeah well i mean it's better than 10 which is what that's real bad like like right now i have 200 down 100 up or 100 or 200 down 10 up i mean God. And it's just like that like there's things that i want to do like i want to run like some like kind of 24 hour streams of stuff um just for like our content like i was like one thing i was thinking of was like what if i just like put all of our episodes to like an obs like a playlist and just stream those on like twitch or whatever youtube maybe not youtube uh mixer and just have them just like infinitely playing so like anybody can just tune in the like that channel and be like oh listen to the podcast like and uh, it's just there but uh with my 10 meg megabit upload speed that's impossible because that would limit me from doing other things that require an upload speed like let's say i actually want to actually stream and that uses six six megs already just just doing that um so i mean any stream you estimate about six so the most you can get is 35 uh it might be different with business tier um i'd have to call the number on there to find out if they offer better upload speeds for business internet but i don't think so i think it's still just the same same speeds as the consumer internet um but yeah i i contact it's, it's the prices are still crazy though um, so, I mean, I have that special deal for my internet that I've mentioned before where I'm, I'm paying like 45 bucks a month. Normally it's 70. Uh, if I want to upgrade to the quote unquote gig service, uh, it's a $200 installation fee. And Jesus, I don't even know like what that's for. Like, why? Why is there? 
And we what put are you installing? a modem in your house. Yeah, what are you installing? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it's an extra 60 bucks a month. So if I was playing full price for internet and I want a gig service, it would cost me $130 a month for internet. And I wouldn't even have the full upload speed. So it'd be like pointless. Like, I want that upload speed. That's the thing I want. Like, give me give me 100 down. I don't care. But give me 100 up. That's what I want. Like, give me 100 up so I can run, like, like actual servers and and uh, streams and do the things that I want to do. That's what I'm being limited by is the upload. Um, but I got off track. <laughs> um, so getting back to the Stadia, one of these, they have weird ads. Have you seen any of those, the Stadia ads? No. They're strange-ass ads. Um, if you're anyone listening, just, just do a Google search. Just go Google Stadia ads. It's weird stuff. None of them make sense. Um, but yeah, they're there. <laughs> I like the title of this article. Stadia is a glimpse into the future, but maybe not yours or Google's. When Stadia works perfectly, it feels like the future of gaming. Laptop, phone, and TV. Google's new game streaming service works across all three with the press of a button or two. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to mention, too. Um, since it's like a Chromecast, I mean, you, you can't control a Chromecast with anything but like cast devices, a.k.a. your phone. So almost everything you do on a Stadia is done through your phone app. So even if you're even if you're using a laptop, you got to use your phone. It's weird stuff. Oh, yeah. And they're giving away in December. They're giving away the Tomb Raider and or not. Uh, so so the, the Stadia founders, what are they calling it? The, the founders edition. What's the what's the service called? Premium Pro Pro. Yeah. So the for Stadia Pro in December they're give they're they're adding Tomb Raider and Farming Simulator 19, <laughs> but some people have already bought those games because before December you had to buy those games to play them. People are a little upset about that because the Stadia just launched, <laughs> so Google is refunding those purchases if you bought them. So it's just a this is this whole launch has been kind of a dumpster fire. I'm also hearing that the controller is like maybe a step above the Uya's, which isn't saying much. The Uyo was a bad feeling controller. Not good. But uh, apparently Grid runs pretty good on it. I wouldn't know because that's not one of the free ones I'm going to get to play unless they add it later on. Because I can tell you right now, I'm not going to be buying any games on this platform because Google is too well known for just shutting shit down. Even things that they were really excited for. Because I've seen those arguments too where someone will say, well, they're, they're really going all in on this. Um, do you know what else they really went all in on? Google Wave. Where's Google Wave? It's dead. You're riding the Google Wave. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't want to put money into this because it could just screw me over. I mean, just recently they're I mean they're they're ending Google Hangouts and they just announced that they're ending Google Cloud Print the other week. So that sucks <laughs> for me. I use that all the time. God, Google sucks. Google currently Google's Google. been slipping. They're slipping. I mean, uh, even Kotaku here says Google Stadia is not ready for prime time. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I got one. <laughs> so, I'm going to try this out with my own hands and be able to uh, speak to it firsthand of how good and or bad it is with my uh, 100 to 200 megabit down connection and 10 megabit up connection up here in rural ass Montana. <laughs> See how well this infrastructure holds up. Probably not well. Spoiler alert. Not going to be good. I don't have high hopes, but sometimes I like to be surprised. So maybe Google will surprise me, but I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to be surprised. All right, well, let me move on. Move on to more more stuff. 
So Dota 2 is getting a total overhaul. That's all I got to say about that. that that's <laughs> all. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so their Outlanders update went live today, which was today being la- uh, yesterday. <clears throat> so they upended massive aspects of the game, including item delivery, teleportation, late game advantages, and item progression. Uh, the base of the game remains the same. You still kill computer-controlled monsters to earn gold and experience to get strong enough to kill human opponents and eventually destroy their ancient, but the larger question is the problems that can occupy the player's mind will be completely different. So the major changes here are, if you're a, major, if you're a big Dota player, pay attention right now. These are the major changes. Every player now starts with their own courier to transport items for them instead of the entire team sharing one. Couriers can now place wards that give vision over partners of the same map shrouded by fog of war once you've reached level 15. Observer wards are now free. You start the game with three town portal scrolls. Heroes can now level past 25 to 30, unlocking their entire talent tree when they do. The side shops are gone and replaced with outposts, a new type of building that provides bonus XP gold and can be teleported to by whoever controls it. Computer-controlled enemies, uh, neutrals, now randomly drop one of 62 items, including the new Phoenix Ash, which keeps a player alive for five extra seconds after dying. A bunch of existing items and heroes were reworked, and Stout Shield has been removed from the game. So those are your big changes for Dota 2. Um, now we're going to move on to a short one and then we'll take another quick break before we get to the rest of the news. Cause we got to run through these. Um, so there's a report that resident evil three remake is being planned for 2020. I wouldn't doubt that. Especially based off of how well resident evil two is being received. Yeah. I mean, for just like we said earlier, um, for a remake game to get a nomination for game of the year. That's insane. I mean, and it's very competent. Like, yeah. And this has been, it's been rumored like, okay, when they did remake one, like when they remade Resident Evil one, um, RE, RE two remake was supposedly in the works. Like it was rumored for a really long time, way before it was announced. And then even then, it was like, yeah, they're doing two, and then they're doing three. So, yeah, I wouldn't... 100%, I'm pretty sure three's been in development for a while. But uh, I, I think Resident Evil is still a fantastic-selling franchise, and two sold gangbusters, so... Yeah, and also, like, they, uh, Capcom has been pretty public about their desire to release more Resident Evil games. Yeah. So... Well, and they're making that other... What the hell is that called? Nemesis? No, no. The um, the weird asynchronous game that they're making where oh, it's, uh, like, one person plays, like, this weird, like, almost like a Jigsaw-type character that releases zombies and then the other four players fight them. Oh, shit. Um... I keep wanting to call it Outbreak, but that's, like, <laughs> obviously wrong. I can't wrong. remember off the top of my head. Damn it. Resident Evil Survive? Survivor? Uh, shit, I don't know. Yeah. Can't, I can't recall. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's the uh, top news of the week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll, we'll be back with more news. This is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. 
We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Okay, welcome back to the podcast, and it's time for more news. So now we're back to the difficulty debate. Jedi Master should really be the easiest difficulty setting. <laughs> that makes sense. If you're a Jedi Master, everything should be easy, right? If <laughs> I I guess. <laughs> no, I, I people are really com- like drawing uh like a Dark Souls comparison for the new Jedi game, which I haven't played to be clear, but that that Seems I like mean I've been game. I've stated that though. Yeah. Is that the uh it's it's not hard actually. I've heard it's real easy. Okay, and now now uh not to throw shade, but I mean my brother <laughs> my brother beat it and he's not he's very bad at video games. Well, cuz he's he's never even like got very far in a Dark Souls game. Oh, but really? it, but it follows the Dark Souls loop of like you have your well, in that game they're called meditation points, which actually I think is a better name than bonfires. Uh, but you have the essentially the meditation points serve like bonfires where it's like a respawn yeah. or a reset, and then the you have uh, your healing stuff that your robot companion gives you that serve kind of yeah. like Estus Flask where you're you have a limited number of charges between rest. Yeah, I've, and then you're unlocking shortcuts. Yeah, I feel like from what I've seen of the game itself, it doesn't seem like it's what people would say is hard. I feel like it's just a very, it's like you have to play it meticulously. I, I feel like it's a, uh, well, I've, I've heard there, I've heard that the director very much has said it's more of a Metroid than it is a Dark oh, okay. Souls, uh, which, which makes sense in some regard. Yeah. Because uh, you have to, you get new abilities and then you go back to all the areas to access uh, new yeah, places, to unlock stuff. Yeah. But on the other hand, like I said, that, that combat loop is very, like Soulsian, but yeah, but it sounds like like this is a Star Wars game. They weren't gonna make this hard. I mean, already the fact that it has a difficulty slider indicates that it's not even remotely trying to be in the soul space, which is good. Because I mean, once again, this, you're making a Star Wars game. You're making this for a very wide audience. You can't be the hardest game on like the planet. Which is, I do think, a not necessarily just Star Wars, but an extremely sci-fi Souls-like game would be great. Um, well, I hear uh, Surge 2 is really good, but I don't know. Yeah. So, Surge 2 uh, isn't quite like galactic spacefaring stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. more robots. But yeah, that it. I don't know. I, I'm very interested in this Star Wars game. I know a lot of people, once again, I've been... Uh, wanting it for a game of the year candidate but it, it didn't make that cutoff yeah and e- honestly i think even if it did i don't know if it would have been nominated because it's not once again i haven't played it i can't speak to the quality of it but it from a lot of the things i've listened to about it, it says that they pushed the game out to be ready for the movie yeah so it, that makes sense it needed maybe a few more months of polish and even then like if they if if they were like, who would they push off the list? Like what Sekiro? Um, and there's control. no way. There's <laughs> just no way. Yeah. But I hear the. Uh, I hear it's a bit uh, framey. Has some like frame rate issues on both yeah, Xbox and PlayStation. A little and, bit buggy. And long long load times. Really long load times. Yeah. But people are still really enjoying the game despite all that. From what I'm hearing. 
I mean, it's one of those things where like Star Wars is one of those franchises where you don't have to you don't have to make a great game. You just have to make a good game to you be considered have, great. You just have to make a game that doesn't suck. Yeah, you just have to be competent. <laughs> it's it, it's one of those areas where it's just like, yeah, you just like you said, you don't have if you're just a barely above the lo- the waterline, yeah, you're good. Which it because it, it's like a lot of fan service, a lot of that shits in there. Yeah, it's it a little goes a long way, and this sounds like it really hit that market. You can like customize lightsabers and stuff, which is not. Uh, which once again, I saw a lot of articles being like, no, these are not microtransactions. You can just like get parts to make your own lightsaber. Yeah, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um. Like I said, this game really interests me, um, though it sounds like it's about anywhere from like 15 hours to like 20 to 30 hours. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, reviewers were done with the game before the embargo lifted. Yeah, they finished it before the game was even out. So which I I think I mentioned on a past podcast. But I mean, my my brother already beat it um, and he moves kind of slowly through games. Um, Yeah, imagine how long it'd take me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just... I don't know. I know he I had mentioned to him that it was kind of a souls like game and he was like, no, it's not. But he he thought I meant in terms of difficulty. But I was like, no, it's not like a hard like they're not going to do that. It, it just has that souls like loop of like th- this even has Sekiro type elements of like the parries. Yeah. And like a uh, posture bar. Hmm. But yeah, I, I, I yeah. don't know. Having difficulty sliders is a really bizarre thing yeah um so gran turismo and lamborghini had a collab have you seen this no so there's the new lamborghini vision gt they unveiled it at the gran turismo championship world cup world finals and this thing it straight up looks like a fucking batmobile look at this i mean it's great great podcast material well yeah that but actually, it kind of looks like uh, Samus Aran's ship. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like it lo- the front of it looks yeah. like her ship. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, this is this thing looks badass. But uh, yeah, so that's a thing. I don't, not really much else to say about that. I'll post a picture on the Twitter for anybody following the podcast. Uh, you'll see it there for sure. If you haven't seen it already by the time this episode comes out. But holy crap. Uh, so it's a single seat hybrid V12. I mean, it just looks like a jet engine. Um, what are the other? It's coming. Oh, and then also it'll be in the game in spring 2020. No idea when the uh, actual car will be out, but. <laughs> and are they getting uh, sued by Nintendo? No. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is cool. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, yeah, this is a. Man spends $1.4 million on a game character, and then his friend accidentally sold it for $552. Wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean, one point what? $1.4 million. For what? What game? A man in China spent an eye-watering $1.4 million on his character in an MMORPG called Justice Online. Fuck, I've never it, even heard of his this buddy shit. accidentally sold said character for a mere $552. The man filed a lawsuit against the game company NetEase, which is basically another name for uh um now I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. What's the Chinese game that game company owns, owns everything? Tencent. Tencent. It's basically like I think a division of Tencent. Uh so he's he filed a lawsuit against NetEase and his friend. Former friend. <laughs> um 
Apparently, the friend had been loaned the character and tried to sell it back to the man for $555,000. Instead, it was listed for $500 in the in-game market se- marketplace. I, I still... I failed to understand how any character can be worth this much. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's actually... Um, <laughs> The defendant claimed the shockingly low price was due to a typo induced by exhaustion after a marathon gaming session. Oh, we just talked about this shit. Yeah, we did. It's relevant. Uh, Authorities in China are now pointing to this mediation as a way judges can oversee legal disputes remotely. Uh, So there was a settlement. Uh, NetEase canceled the sale transaction. And while the plaintiff got his $1.4 million investment back, he reportedly had to pay $12,789 in damages to the player who bought the pricey character on the cheap. <laughs> Man, that guy made out like a bandit. <laughs> he, I got a bu- cheap character a and char- then I got yeah. 12k well, out of it. Still, that's not even cheap. He paid 500 bucks for a character, but then they, it got taken back away from him and now he gets $13,000. Fuck yeah. That guy's the winner, really. <laughs> yeah, but he's the real hero of the story, but <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's how- any winner when you're buying characters in a game. I mean, still, I'm still caught up on, like, how is a character worth, like, 1.4 million? And, you know, and we'll never know because they never said it. why in the article. I what? don't understand. Like, I, can you, like, can I you, don't understand. Can you imagine spending that much on a character in World of Warcraft? No, that's why I fail to understand. <laughs> you have to buy tons of characters. I mean, there's at the end of the day, there's just nothing. What is it? Just cosmetics? What's going on here? <laughs> I love the first comment. What can comment. you dump money into? The first comment. Fuck everyone involved in this story. <laughs> Except the guy that made the money. Yeah. Well, only fuck him a little bit because he was still buying a character. But he- Yeah, but he, it was a deal. He was getting a deal. <laughs> yeah, it was a He's deal. just smart. He was like, he was like, maybe he doesn't usually buy characters, but he was like, he was like, holy crap, this character worth 1.4 million got posted for five. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, that is like like I said he made a out discount like a, he made out like a bandit he he didn't get what he wanted but he got so much more this is reminiscent of when uh uh well the hey actually they're probably gonna do it again this year but uh um cards against humanity does like weird Black Friday sales where they're like I I think I sent you this stuff last year where they had like 99 percent off and yeah. there was weird items like a hot dog cart yeah and like inflatable stuff but they only have like one of them yeah i remember that that was really cool i tried to get some of the stuff and i think the only one i actually could have bought was a a cat a double cat carrier (laughs) so i no it was a cat stroller yeah i tried to get but i was like nah too i wonder if they're gonna do anything weird this year i like forgot about that until just now so i'll check on black friday in two days it's rebecca black friday Cause yeah, I, I couldn't get in to get anything, but I started like way late, and yeah. even then, I like the one item I did, I was like, nah, nah, nah I don't. Well, and they made you answer really weird questions. Yeah, it was like a trivia thing to get in, cause yeah. and it was usually in regards to the item. Yeah, but sometimes they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the cat one was like this cat's born hairless. Yeah, they had weird stuff. Um, which does prevent anybody from just getting in, cause if you t- take the time to Google it, you're already gonna be too late. Yeah. Um. So we all love a good story about griefing people in video games. Everyone does it. Everyone's had it done to them 
Um, this one's a fun one, and it involves Fallout 76. So in Fallout 76, there's a thing called pacifism. Um, evidently, if you want to murder somebody in the game, you can't. You can't just go up and just start shooting at somebody. They will not die unless, or they can't take damage unless they return fire. Um, so it's like a, it's a method for them to prevent people from just going and just murdering, murdering everybody. Yeah, just griefing everybody. Uh, and seems like a pretty decent protection until some people found a loophole. A fatal flaw. A fatal flaw. Um, so instead of shooting at these people, they would nuke them and <laughs> they wouldn't take damage from the explosion because it was still shooting at them. They would, however, die of radiation. <laughs> that's good. Can't love- escape that AOE. <laughs> I, that's good. I love that. I love stupid things like that. People are assholes in video games. How long till you think that gets patched out? Oh, God. I bet it probably already is. Uh, but I don't know. It's Bethesda. You never know. Um, <laughs> it's Bethesda. Yeah. You never know. You never know. How far have you fallen as a company where that's a statement? Yep. Yeah, so radiation poisoning gets around the restrictions since it counts as an environmental hazard and can be inflicted on players whether or not they return fire. This is why, for example, it's possible to grief someone by launching a nuke at wherever their campsite is, uh, potentially ruining their day by spawning monsters and rads until they disconnect from the server. <laughs> That's just harmless fun. <laughs> I think it's fine. I'm fine with this. Let's see... Let's see. The warnings have continued in recent weeks with some players calling on Bethesda to ban any players caught doing this. In a post that went up on the game subreddit last night, a player goes by Mick Chuggernaut documented the phenomenon in detail. <laughs> Mick Chuggernaut. Mick Chuggernaut. What a name. Yeah. They argued that it effectively counts as an exploit because it intentionally breaks the game to advantage some players and disadvantage others. Bethesda already considers exploits to be bannable offenses. While still not widespread at the moment, these radiation attacks do seem to be coming more frequently, with lots of people commenting on McChuggernaut's post to share their own stories of being attacked. Good PSA, had one guy try it, but I was still on dil- uh, Diluted and Rad Shield, so I had plenty of time to respond, just jumped onto a new server. Let's skip to the end here, see if... Uh... Yep, nope, nothing from Bethesda yet. Yeah, be patched before this episode's out. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Battleborn is shutting down in 2021. Which sucks, kind of. I mean, nobody was playing it, yeah. but... Just, it's just, like, it, like it's it's always the thing that we always say is games as a service or online games is there's there's an expiration date, and you don't know when that is until it's announced. Well, and unfortunately, Battleborn uh, fell... It just it I mean, came already, out at a bad time. And they... I mean, this game hasn't gotten updates for two years now. It... Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is like it launched around Overwatch. So I'm, I'm I even think it s- launched like two weeks before Overwatch came yeah, out. It just completely overshadowed by it, but despite I mean, being like a different type of game, yeah, but still within that like MOBA hero space, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that they're even giving it a year. I mean, 2021, I mean. I'd be. I think it's gotten a like free trial of some sorts. Maybe not. Um, it's already delisted de- from stores, so you can't even buy it. Hmm. Yeah. So in January 2021, their servers will be deactivated. The game will become unplayable. It's already being delisted from stores. In February of next year, 2K will pull the plug on players' ability to purchase virtual uh, currency. Uh, so I guess until then, you can buy all you want in virtual currency. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I just like, the, and this was like Gearbox's baby before yeah. they had to make uh, Borderlands 3. Yeah. Which just, I don't know, put it, it's a case of like a uh, passion project that just didn't take off. I, I, I also uh, think of uh, a, a game probably less people know about, but that was, uh, oh God, what was it called? Paragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, which great visuals and everything, but I mean, granted, Epic got a win anyway, uh, but yeah. all those all those assets from Paragon are free. Like, if you wanted to take a character from there and use it and make a game based on that character, you could. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that I don't know. I played some of that Paragon way back when, and it was it was pretty decent. It just like once again didn't uh, catch fire because everybody was trying to make a hero game of some kind, like so, some kind of MOBA game ish. Yeah. Um. All right. Next we have uh, Facebook has purchased Beat Games. Yeah, this, this was the most disappointing news of yeah, all time. Studio behind Beat Saber. Um. So yeah. Uh. It makes sense, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's like the VR game right now. It's like the flag. It's the flagship VR game for everyone. Like that's it's, what people point to when they say, "Go play this cool VR game." Beat Saber, uh, which is like, was an aiding factor in me buying a PSVR yeah. was to play. There was a couple of games, but it was kind of like conditions just right. The VR was on sale. Yeah. Um, the bundle came with. Uh, like the headset, the controllers, um, Moss and Astrobot, and then I bought a copy of Beat Saber, and I was like, that was kind of like all three of those games are great in yeah. VR. But Beat Saber is very much like it's kind of like Guitar Hero, yeah, where it's like, it's oh, you have game. this, yeah, like rhythm game with this weird control interface. But playing Beat Saber really reminded me of playing like Guitar Hero for the first time. Yeah, the first Guitar Hero. It's kind of like a new thing. Yeah, I. This is. I mean, so now it's like whenever someone buys Beat Saber, they're giving money to Mark Zuckerberg. And also, like, that's one of the other things that I hang up about with the Oculus a lot is the fact that it's owned by Facebook. I don't want to give it's Mark the surest Zuck way I'll never buy anything. It's like, I don't want to give Mark Zuckerberg money. It's like I always see ads for the uh, Facebook portal, and I'm like, I'll never buy that. Yeah, Facebook so portal or, or sending and receiving money via Facebook Messenger. How about go fuck yourself? Like, <laughs> hell no. I am not adding a credit card or a bank account to my Facebook account. To, to the least secure thing on the oh, planet? Fuck no. Don't do that, you guys. That's the dumbest thing you can possibly do. If you need to send money, use Venmo. Use PayPal. They're more secure than... I mean, as much as I don't trust giving those assholes money either. Yeah, well, it's still better than Facebook. Yeah, I mean... Well, does... Uh, does Musk still have... He's got to have some money from PayPal still, right? He's still got to be... I, I think he's still partial owner, at least. Because, yeah, I was like, I know him and uh, Peter Thiel were the co-creators of PayPal. Yeah. And Venmo is owned by PayPal. Yep. Um, you are correct. Which, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know who profits from any of that, but I don't know if... I didn't know if Elon Musk, like, divested and maybe sold a portion of his shares I think to then... did sell a fund portion... He like yeah, I would think he would have had to to start uh, Tesla, yeah. and then even then, I think he's like fairly divested from Tesla to whatever the fuck he's to do like more SpaceX and other shit. Yeah, it's all oh, cool and stuff. His, his boring company. Yeah, the boring company, the infamous producers of the the brick. I mean the flamethrower. 
Save their work. But yeah, they did. They are selling bricks for like stupidly cheap. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I really wanted. I wanted because that 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 flamethrower. It's just an airsoft rifle modified with a butane torch. Yeah. It's. And I really wanted like actually just make my own. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's really. I know like a lot of people were like, it's not even that strong. And I was like, yeah, you think they're selling you like a real like yeah like you think flamethrower flamethrower yeah, like fuck no you think they're they're sending you like apocalypse now like style flamethrowers you're napalm go, launcher you're gonna <laughs> go burn down the jungle with this fucking thing no it's a butane torch it's, it's got to be somewhat safe yeah and i mean it was like 300 dollars or something like that yeah, it was like yeah. relatively cheap speaking yeah like I said, like you could easily just go buy an airsoft rifle and mod it and, and modify with a it with like, like 3D printer parts and stuff and just attach a butane tank to it and move the uh, lighter assembly to the front of the rifle. I mean, it, it's it's not super. Difficult. Yeah, but that sounds like the type of work I would rather just pay and have a dumb yeah. butane torch airsoft gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I still I want to kind of build one myself. And re- it'll be the I just uh, want to buy bricks. It'll be the lit <laughs> the lit gaming arena torch because <laughs> it's lit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you know terrible. how much that fucking pains me. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on to some more news. So Valve removes one thousand games from Steam as punishment for abusing tools. Oh, you mean mining Bitcoin? No. <laughs> So they're breaking rules by, say, being low effort meme. You know what's crazy? Oh, a thousand games sounds like a lot, but... When there's more than 30,000 games on Steam? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. So yesterday, user on Steam subreddit may have been the first to notice that in their post pointing out that Valve was playing whack-a-mole with the big old Steam <laughs> banhammer, removing hundreds of games from the PC gaming mega store. Um, it removed the games because of a handful of partners that were abusing the Steamworks tools, uh, but they did not offer any further specifics. Some publishers were hit especially hard with Valve yanking the entire library of a publisher called um, Dagestan Technology, which had 48 games on the platform. Other publishers and developers whose games got banned uh, were connected to Dagestan Technology. Uh, Kotaku has reached out to them, but the company has not replied as of the article publishing. So I guess there looks like there are some also some false positives caught up in this ban. Some people claiming that their game was legitimate and they weren't abusing tools, but still got banned anyway. And I can relate to stuff like that being a person who's banned on Facebook. Um, yeah, but you don't want another Zuck anyway. Yeah, but yeah. you know he Zucks. He's a Zucker. Um, we all we're, we are removing associated games from the sale and revoking your access to the Steamworks backend. Reads Valve's email to that person who contacted them. We are not interested in distributing any of your games on Steam in the future. That's harsh. That guy got fucked. But that's it. Yeah, that's similar to an email I got from Steam because um, I don't know if I talked about this podcast before, but one time my PayPal was actually uh, hacked. This was back in... Your PayPal got hacked? Yeah. That's amazing. I don't know PayPal's if PayPal's pretty damn secure. This was back in 2008, so maybe not, maybe not as secure back then. Maybe I fell victim to a phishing attack back then. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean... Because the way PayPal functions is just like they pay for stuff and then you pay them back. 
Yeah, so what, <laughs> what happened was that I randomly had um, someone. So, so I, I went to go log on the PayPal and they're like, hey, we need you to confirm your identity. And I did all that, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, OK, we had uh, these transactions happened and we've already done the work to uh, refund your money and make sure that nothing happened. And like It was like. There's like three transactions and two of them were to like a Chinese company specifically for like um, mining uh, gold in World of Warcraft. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone, someone bought like $200 worth of mine. Uh, wow, gold? gold. Wow, gold. What with, the hell? With my PayPal money. Um, And something that got caught up in that was I bought the at the around the same time I bought the um the Valve orange box and that got caught up in that they thought that was also a fraudulent charge and you charge. were just like yeah that's a fraudulent charge right there well I didn't know the, that's I my even, orange box I I didn't even uh I didn't have a choice in any of this like it was they already like so said, you got a free orange box well <laughs> Uh, so they they disputed that charge and they gave me my money back. Um, so I so it was like the two hundred dollars from the Wow Gold and the Orange Box. They refunded. They just said we already did all the work. This is done. This is a done deal. And um, so apparently something like that, like doing a chargeback on Valve or to Valve with PayPal, is something that could possibly get you banned from from Steam. Luckily, that wasn't the case for me, but my PayPal is banned. From Steam. Yes, that's fair enough. So they, um, so I, I didn't ever really realize this, but like even years later, I went to like, oh, I don't like for whatever reason, Steam doesn't like keep your credit card so information. So you didn't for very have long. your card on you, so you're just so like, like well, oh, I'll use PayPal. Yeah, and I'll then... use PayPal. So I went to go like, I'll just log into PayPal and everything's going fine and smooth. I get to the final page and it just says error. It doesn't say like, what. So I tried again, error. And so like I, I contacted the support and they're like. Oh yeah, your uh, your PayPal account is banned from uh, buying stuff on uh, Steam. I was like, okay, well, fair enough. But that was like years ago, and that wasn't me that initially initialized that. It was PayPal itself, and blah blah blah. And they're like, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do. You just gotta use a suck it up and use a credit card if you want to buy something. You can't use PayPal. So very very interesting, very boring story. But well, I'm just thinking like, man, they're on like a single strike. <laughs> like yeah. Like, like that guy, that guy that got fucked, like he's probably never going to be able to get like, unless he finds somebody else, if he, unless he like puts all of his stuff under a new company, a new name and have someone else publish it under their name, he's not going to be able to put stuff on Steam. I mean, Steam. that really sucks, but Steam does have a serious vetting issue. Yeah. yeah. There's way too much shit on that storefront. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they did very much single strike, um, with no remorse. <laughs> That's Steam. Uh, the Steamies. And speaking of Valve, they are not making any more Steam controllers. They're done. Capiche. So no buy more. them while you can. They're like a dollar. Yeah, you buy them for like a dollar. I heard they're kind of cool, but... I remember when that controller was coming out and people were like, it's going to change everything. It's going to replace keyboards. No. Yeah. I mean, you can do some cool stuff with them, but no. Yeah, I remember people being like, there hasn't been changes to like the controller ever really and this is changing like everything about it and oh. no nah, didn't oh yeah okay here's an, here's here's good news my favorite game from two years ago no man's sky their uh the new update just dropped and it lets you upgrade your ship to what i think a it's just bigger like, ship no i think you just, you just make it better and you just improve it because like before if you wanted to upgrade ship you just gotta uh, get a new ship you just have to wait around for one to show up <laughs> Now you That's can upgrade cool. it. That's real cool. Um, I don't know. No Man's Sky is like, it's just a thing. It's, it's just, like yeah. such a cool thing. 
Uh, it's almost 300 bug fixes included with the update. It's not as big as the last update, but uh, it makes changes to the obviously the ships, the terrain mil- ma- manipulator, and building. The update is called Synthesis. <laughs> okay. Uh, Beyond was a really nice moment for us, seeing 2 million players in the seven days after release and a ton of first-time VR players, Hello Games, said in a press release. Right now, we're working on some really impactful future updates, but we had a whole host of improvements and changes that we knew the community would be really excited about. So you can also uh, salvage starships for parts, new visual effects. Um, It also brings features from the VR version of No Man's Sky to the non-VR version and vice versa. What does that mean? (laughs) Uh, VR players will be able to ride creatures, um, and non-VR players will be able to drive vehicles in first person. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but most of this update are, uh, tweaks and bug fixes. Uh, Pretty cool stuff. It's really nice to see them really turn that around. Like I say, every single time I release an update, I always gotta, like, compliment them for what they've done with that game. I mean, just the story arc. Uh, Like... Yeah. It's a redemption arc. Everyone loves a redemption arc. I I would love to see, like, a docu-series on... Hello Games. Yeah, just... Yeah. And the No Man's Sky stuff, even though I guess that would have had to been in production while No Man's Sky was being made. Yeah. Oh, uh, December 2019's Xbox Live Games with Gold. List these off here. So December 1, December 1st through the 31st, you can get Insane Robots. And on December 16th through January 15th, you can get Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, For the Xbox 360 that are compatible with the Xbox One, you can get Toy Story 3. Uh, December 1st through the 15th and Castlevania Lord of Shadow Mirror of Fate HD December 16th through the 31st oh hey and didn't they just give away the other one I think so yeah yeah maybe they'll give away the second game then next month and also we had we already mentioned that the PlayStation ones the um Titanfall 2 and the motocross, motocross monster, monster motocross monster motocross um or is it mon- monster supercross supercross maybe it's super i think it's supercross um so this one is probably going to be like if you're listening to this podcast it's already too late but uh, they put out a warning that the uh, uh, Nintendo's Black Friday Switch bundle is the low, the old low battery. Fancy model. that. Yeah, it's the older Switch. So if you're buying I, the bundle. I could swear I called this at some point. Yeah, I think you did. I could have like, swear I said they were going to blow those out. Up, yeah. Because they, they need to sell them and get them off the shelves. Yeah, so, you, so that you can start selling the fancy new better battery life ones. Yeah, so beware. I mean, and if, I if, if you listen to this podcast and you bought one, I guess you're SOL, sorry. I mean, even then, I mean, it's not bad. It's but also, like, you should be following us on Twitter, because I'll be posting about it on Twitter, too. So It's not much of a difference, though. I yeah, mean, it's not huge, but I mean, if you're, it's a thing. I guess, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have the longer battery life, but that's just me. I, yeah, I guess if it comes to the brass tack, sure, but like at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Ass- like it still Especially, serves the primary function. It's it's not enough to yeah. like someone like me. I'm probably gonna be not as much in handheld mode. I, and I guess some people were some people who really cared were trading in and paying the like fifty dollars or whatever it would be fifty to seventy bucks yeah. to upgrade to the newer one. This is not worth it. But mm, in any case, know. it's I don't know. It, it's a switch. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, my funny, funny thing about that, my my mom uh, was like, 
hey, you buying anything on Black Friday? I was like, no, probably not. And then she was like, like, yeah, or uh, I hear one of the hot items is the Nintendo Switch. Are you picking up a Nintendo <laughs> Switch? It's like, it's like I've had one for two, three years. Yeah, like <laughs> going on three years here, I've had one. Like, it's great. It's been like two. It's we're at like two and a half years for the thing. Well, uh, speaking of Switch, uh, pivot into the last article for this episode, but. Uh, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield outsells Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee in just ten days in Japan. What, which is just insane? Because I remember those games like we're like, wow, they're selling like way more than expected. Yeah, but and it, now this is woo, which is funny because I I still always come back to like for all the ire this game has been like still kind of getting and you know with Dexit and all that that it's like it, it's. Yeah, selling like hotcakes. Yeah, you want to you want to hear the 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 numbers here. Um, so in Japan, Pokemon Sword and Shield have now amassed one million seven hundred forty thousand and eighty four wow. estimated physical sales in the first nine days on sale. In Japan, that's, that's insane. That total is higher than the lifetime physical sales of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Well, that's just Japan though. Like yeah, thinking just of. Japan. Because I know the games worldwide have already sold over 6 million units, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. I I wouldn't doubt if eventually... uh, Now, I don't know if these games uh, will overtake, like, collectively overtake uh, Mario Kart, but I I foresee them at least climbing and being in that number two spot, if not the number one spot, but... Yeah, I wish I had some worldwide numbers on this article, but... Yeah, um, I don't think they've fully gotten there. I just know they did say initially that in the first weekend it had sold like six million. Yeah, so um, the Let's Go titles were standing at one million six hundred sixty-one thousand and one hundred fifty-five sales. That's lifetime sales. But that's for just Japan. For yeah, just Japan. Um, so in nine days, the new Pokemon games outsold that. It's fucking nuts. Pokemon's big news. It's big. It's big money maker. Pokemon is the. I think I've said this before, but they they it's are a maker the maker and a shaker. They're the number one highest grossing franchise of all time. Yeah, especially like looking at how much money Pokemon Go is making. And the Woo. the number two is uh, Sanrio, the Hello Kitty. Oh yeah. Speaking of which. Looking forward to the. There's going to be, a, I think, a Christmas special for that uh, Agretzko. Yeah, I think. Well, they did one last time, so that would make sense for them to do one this time, too. It's a good show. I really enjoy that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, God. And then that. Because I was looking at, like, franchise sales, like, just two weeks ago, maybe, but the. Like, I think one of the more shocking ones was, I think, like, number eight highest grossing franchise or something like it, it's it's a bit down the list, but is uh, Spider-Man like just, <laughs> just Spider-Man? It's, that doesn't surprise me, though. It really doesn't. But it's just Spider-Man. It, it's just one of those like Spider-Man by itself is in a tier. Not even like it doesn't even just include Marvel. It's just it, Spider-Man. I think Marvel was was the one below it. Oh, really? But yeah, it was like so all of Marvel and then Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, which I do. If I recall correctly, the initially when Sony Sony had the option to buy all the Marvel properties, but chose not to because they said Spider Man was the only one that's worth anything. Now, granted, this was like yeah. decades ago at this point, but it's still but, worth a lot of money. But so. I'm like that they like, made a good decision, still kind of. But yeah, I mean, it, it it just goes to show like that was the power of Spider Man because yeah. Well, and at the time, like I think if Sony had the Marvel properties, there was n- there's <laughs> no way they were gonna do what MCU is doing. There's no way they're doing yeah, what Disney's doing. Yeah, they wouldn't have. 
I don't think they would have been able to turn that around the way Disney did. Like, I mean, realistically, the Marvel movies kind of were like a fluke because yeah. you look at every other superhero iteration before like the Iron Man movies and even then like the early Iron Man movies and like yeah. the Hulk movie. Kind of lackluster. Yeah. So I mean, first Iron Man, it was still pretty good, but it, it it's just, it's, yeah. well, and you, you, I mean, still, I remember when that came out, people were like, man, that Iron Man movie is so good. And it like today, especially by comparison to everything that's come after, it's like they finally like really meticulously got that formula down. Yeah. But like I said, I don't. Sony couldn't have done that. No way. And uh-uh. but Sony's been doing all right with Spider-Man at yeah. this point. But it's just. I'm looking forward to that sequel to Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, and the uh, Spider One movie as well. Not Into the I was thinking, I, I combined Spider Verse and Into the Spider Verse and uh, uh, Invader Zim Enter the Florpus. Yeah, into In- into the Spider Verse two and uh, Spider Gwen movie, which are done by that same studio. God, that animation was just so good. Yeah, I know uh, somebody I work with finally watched Into the Spider Verse, despite me plugging it a lot to them. That yeah. they they finally watched it and they were like, "It's they they just were also very floored with how good it was." It's just so watching a comic book, it's, it's a real life comic book movie. I mean, I I always think of actually, it reminds me of classic Disney stuff, and this is like. Where they're, it's, it's, it's pushing it's, the boundaries of animation. Yes. Or it's just, it's fun to watch. It's, it has not, like, if I were to break down actually what happens in Into yeah. the Spider-Verse, you, it's not really a great story. If you ignore the story, like, if you don't pay attention to any of that, it's just, like, the visuals in that are just, it's it's on a new level. Yeah. It, it. I mean, it really brought, and I think when I watched it with you uh, in theaters, I think the thing I said was it brought, it brought classic, like, the 2D stuff. Yeah. to 3d because like 2d stuff had like has distorted proportions and like yeah. stretching and like just weird movements of like exaggerated movements yeah that this had and most most 3d stuff is very rigid and hard yeah <laughs> very stiff yeah it is very very cool stuff i mean and i will cat put the caveat that this that it does it did watching it in a movie theater gave me an insane headache because they did do that they did a funky animation technique where um, certain things were basically animated on alternate frames. So like the background, so everything was moving every other frame. So like, let's say like if you divided every a typical movie is like 24 frames per second. They did a thing where like the characters were moving on like frames one, three, five, and the background stuff was moving on two, four, six, eight. There's like some, some sort of thing like that where like things were moving and alternating Okay, that I, I didn't know that watching it, but that makes sense. Yeah, they're they're all they're alternating certain things to animate on different frames, and it could even it could have even been like different characters that were on different frames, and that gave it that weird kind of stuttery. Yeah, I was gonna say it's good. I was gonna say it has this stuttery, like you're flipping, like almost like a flip book, or once again, comic panels is definitely what they were going for. And it was a very cool effect, but it did give me a headache. Even like, but it was still worth watching because it was so cool looking. Yeah, God, that movie's good. But anyway, yeah, they just Sony at one point said Spider-Man was the only one worth it and just took the Spider-Man license. Yep. And obviously that eventually led to the Tobey Maguire three Spider-Man movies, which made gangbusters like so much money as much as they're quote unquote bad <laughs> as, as people say they're bad. I they have their place. They were they were good. I like them. They, they were was, good in their time. I, they, even, they, I don't think they're probably they're probably not good now, they but they were good in their time. Like even like even Spider-Man three. 
<laughs> emo Spider-Man. <laughs> when he's walking down the street. And I loved that they made fun of that in Spider-Verse. Yeah. And they like, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. But the, which was funny because that moment, it's funny because that moment gets like memed a lot, but it was like, even in that movie, it wasn't it was taking itself seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was just a gag. Yeah. And also like I, the fact that Spider-Verse was like, so like into the memes too. Like, the, I mean, it's, I mean, if you haven't seen that movie, but the, a very like the last end after the credit scene was um another like alternate like spider future spider-man or other different universe spider-man uh tries to go looking for another spider-man and he pops into like um the the old like 19 like 50 spider-man <laughs> and we're like spider-man that it's the meat that's a classic meme where spider-man is pointing at another spider-man and are just pointing at each other and it's <laughs> it's just yeah it, he does they do that meme in the movie <laughs> But God, the uh, the moment when memes become Spider-Man <laughs> canon. <laughs> the uh, in the original Tobey Maguire trilogy, though, my my biggest issue with that third, well, what they started doing in the second movie and then into the third movie was they're trying to tackle two villains per. Yeah, and I think it's, that's where they fucked much. up. Yeah, and, and then well, there's the, like three villains in the in the third one. Yeah, it's the, too much. They were trying because what they did, Sandman, Rhino, and Venom. Yeah, and also they kind of were getting and they into fucked that, up Venom so bad. Yeah, and they were getting into that territory with um, the Amazing Spider-Man too, where there's like too many villains I, in one movie. I like, was gonna wow, say they in the second trilogy. Uh, what, what was Andrew Garfield? It wasn't even a trilogy. They only did yeah, two, but they were. It was <laughs> planned as a trilogy. But yeah, they they were their plan for that was two per yeah, and then they were building towards Sinister Six, uh, because that that that's what they teased at the end of the final one was like Sinister Six stuff, but they yeah. obviously never got there, which is then funny because then the new one started with Vulture, who's famously like, yeah. a, like one of the primary members of Sinister Six, yeah, like but, the leader of Sinister Six. Holy, but Spider Man Homecoming, that was. So I still haven't watched it. You haven't seen it? No. You, but you know, like the spoilers and all that stuff by now, then or no? Oh, you don't? No. Holy shit! Okay, well, I can't say anything then. I've been meaning to get around to it. Fuck I just it. haven't yet. Which, as much as I love, which like, now you can't watch it on Disney Plus because it's never going to be on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I mean, I honestly, as much as I'm talking a lot about Spider Man, I don't really like Spider Man. I, I like like Miles Morales, but yeah. You gotta watch Homecoming because that is a good ass Spider Man movie. It's my favorite. Um, well, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I just don't like him as. Uh, I, I don't like him as the Prince of Persia. Well, no, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal is. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in Far From Home. Well, I'm, ta- I'm talking about Homecoming. You haven't seen Homecoming? No, I've seen Homecoming. Okay, I, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, so you haven't oh, sorry. seen. Sorry, I have seen Homecoming. I haven't seen okay. Far From Home. Okay, so you haven't seen Far From Home. Homecoming. I haven't seen the okay. newest one. Yeah, so Homecoming. Sorry, the names are similar for obvious <laughs> yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. What's well, what's the third we're going to be called? Uh, uh, home going Star home. Runner. No, home <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man Home Star. Strong, uh, strong bads. Oh, the villain. Oh Jesus! Oh no. Um. So yeah, in Homecoming. I really like the the fact that like, the Vulture was like the dad of like the girl he was going he was after, and like that totally like slapped me in the face. They they did some things that I don't want to get into, but <laughs> yeah, they. And yeah. also, like they they, made, they pulled, they, they did some. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they. Well, of course, they knew what they were doing. They, but also, I, it was brilliant what they did. 
it. Um, but also, I really liked Vulture as a villain in that. I felt like he was the most relatable who, who villain. Who was it who played him? Uh, Batman. Batman. Yeah, it was Bat- uh, it's Batman. You, Michael Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Batman. It's, yeah. it's, Batman. <laughs> it's Batman. No, it's, Batman. it's Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton um, as uh, Batman as Michael Keaton. As, as Bane. As Bane. But uh, yeah, he was like super relatable because he got like hyper fucked over by the government. And he, so he was like. It felt like a very breaking bad. Yeah. He broke bad. He broke bad. Um, and then he really pulled a Walter White and got worse um, <laughs> because then he got a little too greedy. But uh, I really like in the beginning, like you really kind of I did it like like, fuck, like, what is he going to do? He got fucked over. Like he bought all this equipment. He hired a bunch of people. They got these contract jobs to clean up this mess. And then the government came in and were like, yeah, no, fuck you. We're taking over and you're fucked. So are they are they do, what? Like what? What is the plan for the next one? Are they doing like Green Goblin? Like where are they headed? Venom, Carnage? Oh boy, I have no idea because it, what have they teased so far? I mean, obviously there's because um, I, I know supposedly the Venom movie is tied to Spider Man, but that's like yeah, in a tangential way. I don't I don't like speculating too much, but there I'm fine. I always I always complain about people speculating on movies, but I well, that's uh, mostly about speculating on trailers. So we don't have any information. Well, I was yet. just gonna say, what was there no like end credits thing or the only end credits thing there was is that um um J Jonah Jameson reveals his identity. Okay. J um um J K Simmons. J Jonah Jameson. <laughs> J Jonah Jameson. Uh, J K Simmons reprising his role as J Jonah Jameson because he's the best at it. He's the no one else. It's just like. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, just like um, um, Captain Jack Sparrow is Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so bad with names. Yeah, Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> but also, Cave Johnson. That's another good one for him. Um, bring it back around to video games. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so like he he pops up like in the the very like after credits and I I think so. I have to double check. That might even it might even that might even be pre-credits. Is he the green gobbler? <laughs> is, he, but, is he the hobgobbler? All I, all I remember is that like he's like no. I think it is after the credits cuz he's like on a date with with Mary Jane and uh then like J. Jonah Jameson pops up on the screen and he's like he's he's ranting about Spider-Man. And then he's like, and we have proof that uh, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And he goes, what the? F-? And then the, the movie ends. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's how Homecoming <laughs> ended, too, with his, his aunt yelling, what the? F-? And then it ends. Oh, uh, God. I'm, hmm. I'm just curious where that franchise is going in terms of yeah. but if anyone, villains. If I'm wrong, please correct me because I can't. For the life of me, I can't remember if that's actually after the credits or if that's right before right before the end of the credits. Because I know the game's doing Venom. That's the next yeah. thing for the games. Because the, the the first game did Sinister be, Six. It could be Venom. And I did like I did like what they did with these the homecoming and that it's one enemy, one one yeah. villain. One See, I would hope it's Carnage, but I like I love Carnage. Yeah. So I I would though here's here's it where it gets weird complicated. To have a series of a series of Spider-Man movies and not have the Green Goblin. Yeah, but at but the same like, time they haven't done Carnage. It's so yeah, they haven't done Carnage and Green Goblin is overplayed. Like but 
but everyone it, thinks of the Green Goblin. Here's where it gets complicated, though. They could do Carnage in the Venom movies, yeah. and not in the Spider-Man movies, or they could bring Venom into the Spider-Man movies, or Eddie Brock, or whoever the fuck's playing yeah. Eddie Brock, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, um Bane. Yeah, Bane. <laughs> God, we're so bad with names. I uh, love how I'm just like. I'm just naming their roles <laughs> instead of their fucking names. <laughs> but but then it could be Spider-Man teamed up with Eddie Brock to take down Carnage in some way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just want them to do Carnage because he's awesome. Just, right now I'm re- I'm reminding myself of 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 Steve from the former um um Death by Cuckoo's podcast in which he he names every Mark Hamill role as just Mark Hamill. <laughs> It's not. But the, now you're you're doing the opposite. I'm doing the opposite, where I'm not Bang. naming the role by the Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, All the same character. Bane in Mad Max, and he's he's a ran, he's a guy in Inception. <laughs> oh I know that face. I just don't know the name. I don't know his name. I'm I'm great with faces. Terrible with names. But my I'm okay with um, roles, movie roles. <laughs> I wasn't born with being able to name stuff. <laughs> I, born I, in the darkness, molded by it. I was molded with a lack of memory. <laughs> You've bathed in memory. I have nothing. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> okay, we've got so far off the rails. I think we got a call for this episode. Um, so... I hope you enjoyed that one-year anniversary episode of the LGA podcast. It's been a great year putting this podcast out for you guys. I'm looking forward to many more to come. I'm looking forward to putting this podcast behind me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm handing Marcus's pink slip after this episode. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, oh, God, I got to breathe. Okay, so you can... Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to search for Lit Gaming Arena. You can go to our website, lga.gg. That will get you directly to our website. It's a pretty cool website. We're working on some upgrades for it. It's going to be even bigger and better than it was before. Uh, Keep an eye out for season two of the podcast coming next year very soon. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some great stuff for you guys uh, for that. Um, but in the meantime, hang out with us on the Discord. Go to chat.legamingarena.com or just find the link on our website. You can sign up. And uh, if you don't have a Discord account, just make one. It's pretty easy. It's a really cool chat application. If you are unfamiliar with it, you can do voice chat. You can text chat. You can video chat. Um, we have different uh, kind of like chat rooms for different things. Uh, we have memes. All sorts of cool stuff. Um, so, I mean, like I said, we got got some stuff planned for the future of the podcast. It's only going to get bigger and better from here on out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, with all that being said, it's time to end the show. So, we'll see you back here again next week. next week. You don't get turned into a dildo until next week. Oh, a dildo. <laughs>
Did you not listen to my whole run <laughs> my whole rundown? We don't know if you're a dildo yet. You haven't, been written, off the, you haven't been written off the show yet. You're still under contract. <laughs>